This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Now, good evening, everyone, from the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, looks like to be a record crowd is assembled here tonight to watch the running of the Bush 420. And the last time we were here, Darrell Waltrip simply demolished the field. That's been the general topic of conversation all day yesterday and today. Just about every driver sitting down on pit road right now or out in the middle of the racetrack or just about anybody you talk to has said, hey, can we stop Darrell Waltrip and Junior Johnson's winning streak? They've knocked off four in a row. They're going for five tonight. And Mike Joy, a lot of the guys down there seem to think they can do it, but... <laughs> well, who knows? But, Barney, it's become kind of a special challenge to everybody on pit road. It's not so much to beat Waltrip on the super speedways, but to beat him at Junior's own best game on the short tracks, and particularly here at Nashville. It's Waltrip's home track, so a win here is special to him. Certainly four of them in a row, and it would be special to anybody, certainly, who could break that string. It's a tough racetrack. It's unique. It's kind of a, it's a different short track completely than what we normally run, and the fact that it's a quick short track, very, very fast straightaways here considerably longer than Martinsville and Bristol and some of the other tracks, and they really take it in the corner, and then they have a long corner to work with. Handling, obviously, is the key here at this racetrack. Just about every driver here, if they say the harder you run into the corner at Nashville, the slower you run. Darrell Waltrip has some thoughts on that, along with some of the other drivers that we'll be talking with later tonight. Big surprise in qualifying here, maybe not for the team that did it, that won the Bush Pole, but for a lot of the race teams themselves, was kind of a shock, and but a very pleasant surprise for a lot of folks. Certainly was. Fitchburg, Massachusetts driver Ron Bouchard is on the pole tonight in the Jack Beebe Race Hill Farm Buick. Well, let's he take a look at the starting lineup then. Ron Bouchard on the Bush, winning the Bush pole position for this Bush 500. Going 30th, Buddy Arrington of Martinsville, Virginia. The Arrington Racing Chrysler. 29th is Tommy Gale, Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. The Sunny King Ford. 28th, Steve Gray of Rome, Georgia. The Gray Racing Buick, number 19. 27th, Don Satterfield of Spartanburg. The Satterfield Racing Buick. 26th, Al Elmore is from Bishopsville, South Carolina. In the Ulrich Racing Buick, number 6. D.K. Ulrich is driving the 02 car out of Harrisburg, North Carolina. The Reader Racing Pontiac. 24th, is J.D. McDuffie of Sanford, North Carolina, the McDuffie Racing Pontiac. And starting 23rd in James Hilton's Hilton McKaig Chevrolet is Trevor Boys of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ronnie Thomas is in the 13th row driving the 41 car. He's from Christiansburg, Virginia, the Advance Auto Racing Pontiac. Jimmy Means of Huntsville, Alabama has the Broadway Motors Racing Chevrolet there. Dick Brooks, Porterville, California, in the Chameleon Sunglasses Ford. And James Walker of Bigler, Pennsylvania, will be starting the Cronkite Racing Ford. Sterling Marling, one of the top champion spark plug rookie contenders in 1983 from Columbia, Tennessee, is in the Hesco Exhaust Systems Racing Pontiac. Another Tennessee driver from Murfreesboro, Daryl Sage, starts the Sage Racing Chevrolet. And Sage is the fastest of the rookie qualifiers in the field. Moving up then to the eighth row, Richard Petty of Randleman, North Carolina in the STP Pontiac, sharing that row with Terry Labonte of Corpus Christi, Texas in the Billy Hagan Budweiser Chevrolet. Going 14th is Jeff Bodine, last year's Rookie of the Year from Chemung, New York in the Gatorade Pontiac, and 20, or 13th on the grid, Ashland, Ohio's Tim Richmond in the Old Milwaukee Beer Pontiac. 12th starter, Kyle Petty of Randleman, North Carolina, the 7-Eleven Stores Pontiac, and going 11th from Hueytown, Alabama in the Miller High Life Dieguard Buick is Bobby Allison. Tenth is Harry Gant of Taylorsville, North Carolina, the Skull Bandit Buick. He hopes to have a good run here tonight. Bill Elliott of Dawsonville, Georgia, put the Melling oil pumps forward in ninth position. Morgan Shepard of Conover, North Carolina, goes from the fourth row in the ACM Equipment Sales Racing Buick. And he'll be flanked by Dave Marcus of Skyland, North Carolina, and the Transmissions Unlimited Chevrolet and WH Bowling Trucking Company machine. In the third row, Ricky Rudd of Chesapeake, Virginia, puts the Piedmont Airlines Racing Chevrolet. Joe Rutman of Oakboro, North Carolina, the Levi Garrett Racing Pontiac. 
Starting fourth from Hueytown, Neil Bonnet, the Warner Hodgson National Engineering Chevrolet from the Raymock team. Starting third, the Wrangler Ford, a car that really practiced well here today. That's Dale Earnhardt of Kannapolis, North Carolina, in Bud Moore's machine. On the front row on the outside pole, the man who's won four straight here, Darrell Waltrip of nearby Franklin, Tennessee, the defending Winston Cup champ and Junior Johnson's Pepsi Challenger Chevrolet, and as we mentioned, Ron Bouchard of Fitchburg, Mass., and Jack Beebe's Race Hill Farm Buick, prepared by David Ift, is on the pole for tonight's Bush 500. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy Ford tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Craftsman in your hand, up to stopping. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. The field is munching over in turn number four. They're ready to get at it here in the Bush 420 on a Saturday night in the Music City. And Darrell Waltrip flanking Ron Bouchard, who's on the pole here for tonight's Bush 420. Let's see what happens. Pace car is on pit road. Green flag is dropped, and they get at it in a hurry, and Bouchard loses a lot on the start. Waltrip pulls the field by more than three car lengths in turn one. And Bouchard is now in second, holding off a challenge of Dale Earnhardt, who in turn has his hands full from Neil Bonnet. Bonnet moves past Earnhardt on the back stretch into third. Earnhardt fourth, Rutman fifth. Well, it'll take about ten laps to kind of sort the field out and see what situation is going to be as far as Waltrip. Here he is. He leads that first lap, pulled away already from Bouchard shard by a couple of car lengths. Ron rides second. Back in third right now is Bonnet. Fourth is Earnhardt. They're back in one and two. Fifth is Rutman. A good sixth place battle with Morgan Shepard to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Midway down the back straightaway. The battle is for sixth spot. Shepard and Rudd. Bouchard did not get a good start. In fact, the only thing that saved his second spot was Neil Bonnet going too high into turn one on the outside. So as they go back to turn one, it's Waltrip, Bouchard, Bonnet in the third spot, Earnhardt in fourth, Joe Rutman in fifth, Ricky Rudd battling for sixth. And that sixth place battle continues now with Morgan Shepard to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Nearing the end of the back straightaway, Shepard pulls away, takes the spot, and Harry Gant moves inside of Rudd. Shepard trying to come up in a hurry as the field kind of strings out single file. And then I think they've served notice in a hurry that Waltrip Again, will be the man to beat here tonight. No big surprise, Barney, that he jumped to the lead there because that car has led so many laps here, or at least Junior Johnson's cars has at the Nashville International Raceway, and every driver in the field knew that he was the man that they had to beat if they had any shot at winning this, but I have seen more confidence in the field tonight with uh, thinking that they got a shot at beating Waltrip than I've seen here in a long, long time. I think a lot of them have done their homework, and so we'll see how he works out. Well, a lot of the drivers feel like they can run with Darrell. They say they're not going to try and race him and take the lead away. They'll be content 
to let him lead unless the car obviously is working well enough to take the lead away, but right now it isn't. Barney Richard Petty working very slow on the back straightaway. He's lost about five positions. He's run very low on the bottom of the racetrack. Petty is dropping back in the field down on the apron of the track right now, and he looks like he's not handling all that well coming off the corner. We'll keep an eye on that situation and see if he's going to have to make an unscheduled stop, but Petty is losing some ground back in the field. D.K. Eldrick's car, the 0-2 car that he started, is being pushed down pit road. They may be taking that back down into the garage area. Here's the leader across the line, Darrell Waltrip, uh, Ahead of Ron Bouchard by about five or six car lengths, making another five or six back to Neil Bonnet. Then riding along in fourth spot, it's Dale Earnhardt. As they work off turn number two behind Earnhardt, a lapped car, and then a good side-by-side -side battle. Morgan Shepard and Joe Rutman. Shepard wins the battle from Rutman. Gant and Rudd follow. Scramble is up in turns three and four right now. Waltrip's across the start-finish line, but the battle is from about sixth through 15th. Morgan Shepard trying to pull away as they head back into turn number one from the Joe Rutman car. Down on the inside of the track, Harry Gant seems to be working pretty well as they scoot off turn number two. He gets a little bit sideways, though. This time, Gant does. That allows Ricky Rudd to draw back alongside and take the high groove into turn three, and Gant loses a spot. And Barney Hall, Morgan Shepard is beginning to run high already here, which is a little unusual this early in the race. But he did pass Joe Rutman up there with no problem whatsoever. Talked to him this morning, and he said that car was really handling well didn't have quite as much horsepower as he'd like to have, but handling is the key here at the Nashville Raceway, and he's on the move right now. Shepard, the last time we were here, was really getting through the field, or last year when he was up here a couple of times. He gets around this racetrack extremely well. Leader continues to be Waltrip, and already he'll be catching the tail end of the field. That's just the pace he is setting in the Bush 420 as he moves up on the tail end of Al Elmore, heading up to turn number three. As we said at the beginning of our broadcast, everyone felt like that Waltrip would be the man to beat here tonight. A lot of people thought maybe Bobby Allison might do it, because talk about a concentrated effort to get a short track program put together this year. That team has really done it. I asked Bobby yesterday, can you stop the streak that Waltrip has here tonight? Well, we'd sure like to. Uh, you know, our effort has been extremely good on the short tracks this year, and uh, the guys have continued to work hard. And um, we, uh, we've caught them some mighty fast laps in practice, so uh, it's something that we'll have to see how that develops as the race goes on. And, I hope that our uh, stuff in the race works good enough to uh, to outrun him this time. The Nashville International Raceway, it's Waltrip still in front by about a full second now over the second-place car, Neil Bonnet. He's taken that away from Ron Bouchard. Bouchard rides third. And for the Petty fans who heard us say a little bit earlier that Richard had dropped back in the pack, apparently something happened. It could have been a couple of things. Ned, you had some ideas on what might have happened to Richard there. He hasn't lost all that much ground. No, he hasn't, uh, Barney. He's running uh, with the pack, so to speak, right now. He did slow there momentarily. He bumped a car coming off of the second turn over there a little bit. He was down on the inside, so he threw up his hand to them apologizing. And, uh, of course, uh, Neil to slow down a little bit to get his car back under control, but he's running rather well right now. He's up in 16th position, and he started a little further back, so he's kind of holding his own. He's running at race speed, no major problem on the car. The battle right now is between Earnhardt and Morgan Shepard. They've been knocking sheet metal back and forth. They're over in turn number three. Here's Shepard going to give him a buzz on the outside as they come out of turn number four. Morgan Shepard racing Earnhardt for the fourth spot comes off the corner, and in that high groove, he gets the jump. They may have exchanged a little paint. It's hard to tell. Both those colors, the same shade of blue and yellow, but they're side by side again in two. And Earnhardt stays on the low side of the racetrack with Morgan Shepard using the high side, and Shepard this time out drags Earnhardt down the back straightaway and holds the spot into turn three. Waltrip is catching again some of the lap traffic, or he's lapping some cars. He just moves around James Hilton or Trevor Boy's car down in turn number one, scoots on up into the groove, and it's very obvious in the early going that he has the class of the field. Again, that car is just totally unreal here at Nashville how it'll work. And most of the drivers will tell you as he goes into the corners, he doesn't 
even Ned, he doesn't even look like he's cutting the wheel, so to speak. He just sticks it in the turn, holds on, goes right through the corner. Everybody else is sawing the wheel back and forth to any way to get through there. Well, the key on a short track, Barney, is to to get the card where what they call get it to cut in the center of the corner, and they're able to do that. He runs in, as you say, with the greatest of ease, and he's able to keep it right down on the inside of the racetrack. And Daryl told me this week, they said fans have come to know that when they see my car sticking right down on the inside, that unless something happens to that thing, I'm the man to beat. And it looks like that car is sticking right down on the inside. We're seeing a lot of cars taking different grooves. We've already talked about Morgan Shepard going high. Richard Petty is beginning to go high here now. But the key still is to get that car down on the inside, make it stick right there, and he seems to do it with the greatest of ease. Well, he's working traffic, just passing inside, outside, bottom part of the racetrack, high lane, right out against the wall, wherever he needs to. I asked Darrell yesterday, what's the key to driving this racetrack as well as you do? One philosophy for driving this track, slow down and go faster. Well, it sounds hard to believe, but that's exactly what he's doing right now. Darrell is the leader. He's working his way over into turn number three. 27 laps around the board at the 420 that make up the Bush 420 here tonight. Neil Bonnet hanging on to the second spot. Still just about a full second back, then make it about a second or a little better. Back to the third-place car, Ron Bouchard. Fourth is Morgan Shepard. Fifth is Earnhardt. Sixth right now is Ricky Rudd. Seventh is Joe Rutman. Riding eighth is Bobby Allison. Harry Gann is ninth. And in tenth is Kyle Petty. Leaders on the backstretch. How does they work the back straight away? We're already seeing a number of different lines here in turns one and two. Bobby Allison and Harry Gant all the way to the high side of the racetrack, but still they're using that banking of 18 degrees to maintain the engine revs, and they're coming out right where they started going into the turn, taking a bit more of an erratic line. Right now, Darrell Walchup coming off turn number two. He still can't shake Neil Bonnet. Bonnet is right down by about 10, 12 car lanes. That's about it right now. Both of those cars working exceptionally well. A lot of smoke coming from the car number 67, as you started to mention there, Mike Joy. That's Buddy Arrington's car. It looks like it could be rear gearing smoke. We'll keep our eye on that and report back. 30 laps on the scoreboard here in Nashville. Waltrip having it his own way for the moment. You heard him say you go slow to go fast. <laughs> that has to do with the entry into the corner. Ned, I think you had the best line on that earlier today about how you go slow to go fast here. Exactly. If you drive too aggressive on this racetrack, you've got to back off, just back the racetrack up, and keep that car going straight. It'll certainly run faster going straight than it will sideways, and if you go in the corner too hard, it's going to get sideways. You're going to heat those tires up, and if you heat those tires up, it's not going to be long until you're going to start slipping backwards. So that's the key is keep her, uh, well, like he says, go slow and go faster. Harry Gant is lost a couple of positions. In fact, he's lost about four or five in the last three or four laps around. Gant has slowed considerably from what he was running earlier as he takes the skull banded up into turn number three. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Good race for the fifth spot down at turn number one. Earnhardt on the outside. Ricky Rudd was right underneath him. Couldn't do anything with him as they had to go to the high groove for race traffic in turn two. Trevor Boys was on the low side of the racetrack. So was Al Elmore. So it's Dale Earnhardt leading Ricky Rudd. Those two hold their spots into turn three. Gant still sliding backwards in the field. Apparently that car not working to his liking at all. Harry told me yesterday it's really a frustrating feeling to come to Nashville and some of the short smoke out of the Morgan Shepard car over in turn number two. And Morgan Shepard holds onto the car, keeps it low on the racetrack. Other of among the leaders are going by behind him without any trouble, but the ACM equipment machine is off the pace. Morgan Shepard smoking as he heads around to pit road. Morgan puts the car down on the apron of the track. It squirms just a little bit. He's going to have to scoot onto pit road, and it'll be right on top of that to find out what the problem is. A lot of smoke out of the car. It looks like he's got a right rear tire on the right side that is flat as he pulls in, and we'll check on that in just a moment. But he's yes, on that tire is flat, Barney Hall, as he comes in. The crew ready to go to work on that. It's going to be a costly pit stop, certainly an unscheduled stop for Morgan Shepard, and it could be that some of that close running he was doing out there has uh, maybe pushed a fender in against the tire just a little bit because they do rub fenders here, as Mike Joy pointed out when he past Dale Earnhardt. They rubbed a little bit of sheet metal, but it's on the other side of Morgan's car that that happened. They have that right side tires changed now, but he's back out, but he's got a lot of catching up to do. Meanwhile, Ricky Rudd has gone along around Dale Earnhardt. That's for fourth position. The Piedmont Airlines Chevrolet moving up into the fourth spot. So at 35 laps in Nashville, Waltrip the leader, Bonnet in second, Bouchard is third, Rudd is now fourth, Earnhardt's the fifth place car, sixth is Allison by the width of a nose over Joe Rutman in seventh, Kyle Petty is eighth, Dave Marcus is ninth, Jeff Bodine is 10th. Nashville International Raceway, it's a typical one for Darrell Waltrip. He is the leader right now, and he's trying to pull away from Neil Bonnet, but Bonnet has closed a little gap on him. A moment ago, he had about a second advantage. Right now, he's riding only about seven or eight car lengths back, and he's beginning to catch him, Eli Gold, in turn two. And Neil can thank a couple of drivers, Sterling Marlin and Jeff Jimmy. Jeff Bodine's in the wall in turn four. Between three and four, Tim Richmond slides way up high to get around him. As Bodine went into turn number three, something went awry on the Gatorade Pontiac. Here's it looks right. like the right front tire, Mike Joy. It is flat as he comes down pit road. He finally gets in out of the traffic. They're giving the black flag to Buddy Arrington. Uh, the, that smoke continues to come from that car, but a close call there for Jeff Bodine as apparently that right front tire did let go on him and into the wall he went. But I believe they'll be able to repair that car and get him back out. Didn't do that much damage to the right side of the machine. You see a little sheet metal and scrape. They're replacing the tire. It's going to cost him a lap or so as Walter zips by and heads back into turn one. This is not Bodine's racetrack. Last time here, didn't they lose the rear end and spend about 50 laps in the garage fixing it and have him get back on the racetrack and finish, I think, 22nd for his efforts. But they continue to work on that car, peel sheet metal away and change the tire. Looks like they will get him back in the race. Mike Joy, uh, you mentioned a moment ago that Harry Gant was beginning to slow down a little bit in the Skull Bandit car. Jerry Punch has a report on that. We checked with the Skull crew. They say that Harry has told them the car began to miss about the fourth lap of the race, and the missing has gotten progressively worse. They think it may be a spark plug wire problem or something else in the ignition, Ned. 
And Buddy Arrington is in the pits with the hood up on that car. We thought it might be rear gearing that was causing that smoking. They're looking underneath the car. They looked underneath the hood, but uh, he's uh, losing a lot of good time here now in the pits. Buddy Arrington getting lapped again as Walter scoots back into turn number one. Traffic is going to be a big factor for him this time as he's coming up on Richard Petty. And he has Jeff Bodine to the inside of him, closing up that area. He has Ronnie Thomas to contend with. They go three wide. Waltrip and Bodine around Ronnie Thomas, but Bonnet closes. Bodine was trying to get one of those laps back. He's still at it. He goes underneath Waltrip out of the fourth corner and races him back to the line, trying to scoot out in front and pick up one of those laps he lost on pit road. He's in heavy traffic in one. So again, Waltrip with Bodine to the inside of him, trying to get around Jimmy Walker's car. Bodine really sneaks to the inside of the racetrack, and for the moment, he has a half-car length of an edge over Waltrip as Darrell is sandwiched in behind Dick Brooks. And that's an indication of what new tires can do. Now, they've run, what, about uh, uh, 47 laps here, and Bodine blew a right front tire, had one to go flat on him, put new ones on, and boy, he has really picked up the pace, and we'll see that happen all night long as cars put on new tires. Well, he's pulled away from Waltrip now by a couple of car lengths, but Waltrip is in danger of catching Richard Petty again as they head up into turn number one. Petty had slowed a moment ago, lost a little ground. Underneath him comes Waltrip, and he'll put Richard a lap down as he heads back down into the front straightaway, and Waltrip's car, as we said, working flawlessly, but hanging right there with him, no more than a couple of car lengths back, and has been able to do so most of the night, is Neil Bonnet. They're in Turn two. And the key for Neil has been taking advantage of some of that slower traffic. His car working as far as handling is concerned, seemingly as well as Waltrip is right now. It's a five-car lane deficit for Bonnet in turn three. Well, Bonnet's done what nobody's been able to do here in four years, and that's hang right with Waltrip. He started in third spot on the opening break of the green flag, dispensed with Ron Bouchard some eight laps later into second, and has slowly, steadily closed on Waltrip. They're in turn two. Right behind them, of course, Richard Petty, who has gone down a lap. Dick Brooks behind Petty, and then some slower cars, but Bonnet's now within two car lengths and three. Bonnet's just hanging right with Darrell, and they've done their homework to get that car working. He's taking pretty much the same line Darrell is. Wherever Waltrip runs, if there's a groove there to hang into without traffic in it, that's where Neil's been running on him for the last couple of laps. We were talking a moment ago about Harry Gant, and the fact he's having more than his share of problems here tonight. Harry said it was totally frustrating to come to a short track where Junior and Darrell really shine and feel like that that, you know, unless something happens to that car, there's just no way you're going to win. It's a bad feeling to know that you're going to get beat, you know, unless you're all really hooked up. And uh, we like to come here thinking we got a real chance, and we did. We come here with that in mind. At this time, we brought a different car and everything. And uh, But, uh, you know, you just can't never tell that the race starts. You don't never know who's got what. And they throw that flag, and about 50 laps into this race, the track completely changes, and that's when Darrell's car seems to just keep going, and everybody else seems to slow up. Well, we're 53 laps into the Bush 420, and Waltrip has shows no indication of slowing up at all. Barney, the report on Jeff Bodine is right now he is two laps off the pace after that unscheduled pit stop. He was three laps down, got a lap back from Waltrip, and is increasing that margin. As Ned pointed out, that's what new right side tires will do for you on this racetrack. But he's two laps down. Well, he's got plenty of time to make it up with just 54 laps down. Here's the leader again in traffic. This time he comes out of turn number four, takes it right out against the wall. Neil Bonnet's not letting him get too much daylight between the two and Eli Gold. It is a big surprise that Bonnet's running almost as well as Darrell. Neil Bonnet said this morning in the garage area that he knew they were running well. I said, well, what's the story? He said, it all depends on how quickly those guys can get to going. And he pointed down to the uh, area where Waltrip's car was sitting. But Neil Bonnet was confident this morning. He had that little smile of his going. 
going. He said, we're not running all that badly, and it all depends on how much they can get out of Waltrip's car. Well, Harry Gant becomes the latest victim right now as Waltrip just scoots around him to put him a lap behind as they work down the back straightaway. At the 40-lap rundown, Darrell, the leader, Bonnet riding second. Bouchard was third at that time. Fourth was Ricky Rudd. Fifth was Earnhardt. Sixth was Allison. Seventh was Joe Rutman. Eighth was Kyle Petty. Ninth was Dave Marcus. Tenth position belonged to Jeff Bodine, but Bodine has since fallen a little further back in the field, having lost three laps at the time when he made that unscheduled pit stop. 11th, Terry Labonte, riding along in 12th position, Bill Elliott. 13th, Tim Richmond. 14th, Richard Petty. And 15th was Harry Gant. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Good battle for third position on the racetrack. The Piedmont Airlines Chevrolet of Ricky Rudd works underneath the Race Hill Farms Buick of Ron Bouchard. They're in a lot of race traffic at turn two. They've got Daryl Sage and Steve Gray to negotiate with Rudd to the inside of Bouchard midway down the back straightaway. They'll go three wide for a second until Bouchard pulls away as Rudd gets around Gray. They use Gray as the pick, and here's Rudd right back on the inside of Bouchard, who dirt tracks it off the fourth corner, but holds on to the spot. That is the battle on the racetrack as Waltrip and Bonnet try to run away. Bouchard is third and for the moment, Rudd is fourth. A whale of a battle going on for the lead right now. Neil Bonnet's been kind of tapping Darrell Waltrip. Here he is on the outside in turn number three. He gets boxed in behind Kyle Petty's car that's out in the groove. Neil has to back out of it, but here he comes again. May take the lead away from Waltrip in turn one. Neil Bonnet, who had a fender alongside Waltrip, now is totally alongside him, but Kyle Petty makes it three wide, going low on the racetrack, down the back straightaway, still three abreast, and it's Waltrip who tries to pull away. Neil Bonnet stays right with him in the high groove. Hard to believe they'd run three abreast that far around. Waltrip has the low groove, but Bonnet coming off the high side will have a little more RPM off the corner. That's the way it stacks out. They're dead even at the start-finish line. Going into one, Bonnet has a car-length lead. No, Neil Bonnet is up on the high side, but here's Waltrip coming right back in the Pepsi Challenger, but he's not going to be able to pull it off this time. Neil Bonnet holds off the Waltrip Challenge. They'll move by Ronnie Thomas with Bonnet, the leader, in turn three. Well, more than 20,000 fans have been on their feet screaming the last few laps for Neil Bonnet as he scoots around just hangs onto it by one car length this time they work back into turn number one and it could just be that for the moment Waltrip says hey he's not going anywhere anyway let him lead a few laps he drops back a half a car length out of turn two so right now, Darrell Waltrip, he is going to do the chasing. Further back, Ricky Rudd has still maintained a lead over Ron Bouchard of about a car length as those two contest third and fourth spot heading off the backstretch. Well, Neil Bonnet started outside pole last time we were here, and he remembers how frustrating a night it was. Tell you what, we've, uh, we came up here last time, and we sat outside pole and never ran a single competitive lap in the race. Uh, we couldn't get the car handling like it needed to be, and you've got to handle here. It, it, it'll work you to death in the seat, and I tried my best all night to knock that wall down, and we're working right now trying to get the car where we can get it handling better. He's got it handling. He leads Darrell Waltrip by half a car length. Waltrip looks him over out of the fourth corner, just tucks in behind him. They're in heavy traffic over in turns one and two. So this time, as Waltrip and Bonnet go high, they'll pull around Don Satterfield, likewise around Steve Gray. Waltrip can't make a move because of traffic, and Bonnet has a lead of about two and a half car lengths. Well, Ned, he may be content. I'm talking about Daryl might just be content to see just exactly how strong Neil is and if he is indeed working as well as he is. 
Well, he might be, Barney, but I, he's led so many laps here, and he takes so much pride in leading on this racetrack that uh, if he could do it comfortably without really pushing that car, he'd still be in the lead. But I don't think that he'll be taking any unnecessary chances to stay out front. But you mentioned the fans uh, really standing up and cheering. You know, that's the first time they've seen that 11 car pass here in about five years, it seems like. Uh, maybe not quite that long, but it hasn't been many times that that car has been passed on this racetrack in a long, long time. 71 laps complete. Bond at the leader. Walter Pride's in second. Ricky Rudd is third. Ron Bouchard is fourth. In the fifth spot is Dale Earnhardt. Sixth is Bobby Allison. Seventh is Dave Marcus, who qualified in the front four rows, having a good run tonight so far. Eighth is the Joe Rutman automobile. Ninth is Terry Labonte. Tenth is Kyle Petty. Tim Richmond just got a lap down. He's the 11th place car. 12th is Harry Gant. 13th is Bill Elliott. 14th is Richard Petty. In the 15th spot is Dick Brooks. 16th is Daryl Sage. 17th, Jimmy Means. 18th is Sterling Marlin. And 19th, after his unscheduled pit stop, is Morgan Shepard. Two laps down. Trevor Boys is 20th and 21st is Jeff Bodine. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Bonnet is the leader at Nashville, Tennessee. Picks his way through traffic around here, and they have really, really done their homework. And I was just wondering the other day, they were down, or yesterday as a matter of fact, uh, a lot of conversation going on. They're pitting right next to each other, the two tow trucks that carry the race cars around, Juniors and the Warner Hodgson effort of Neil Bonnet pitting right next to each other. Of course, Bonnet will be going up to Juniors next year and be driving out of that stable. And, Ned, do you think there's any possibility they might have shared a little information about what makes those cars work so well? It's my opinion that they have not at this point, uh, Barney Hall. I, th I think that they are certainly friendly with each other, but not that friendly. I think that they're trying to beat each other as hard as they possibly can. And uh, I think that we'll even see the same thing next year when they run two cars out of, uh, out of not either the same shops, but out of the same uh, company over there. I think they'll still be trying to beat each other as hard as they possibly can. I'll ask Neil yesterday, what's the situation about going up to Junior's? How much are you concerned with how much effort Junior will either put in your car and put into Darrell's car if indeed he stays with a Junior Johnson operation next year? In other words, did he expect Junior's to put about 50% of his time on Neil's car and about 50% on Darrell's? First of all, uh, the game plan from day one is for both teams to be up there with Darrell still remaining there and then my uh, separate team for myself. And uh, I've been up there with Junior. Warner and I have sat down with Junior. We've discussed next year. We're making plans for next year. And uh, he's going to oversee the entire operation. He'll be putting a lot of input into the cars. We're talking about possibly some stuff with some new type cars. And, uh, you know, right now, I really don't know what it holds other than the fact that no matter what the situation is, I'm sure he'll have very competitive race cars. Good battle on the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt and Bobby Allison going at it really hard for that fifth spot. As they come out at turn number four, Earnhardt has the spot. Morgan Shepard is right there. Allison wants a piece of it. Can't do anything with him as Shepard, one lap down, hangs tight on the outside. But Allison has been underneath the Earnhardt car. See if he can make the move again at turn two. Bobby pulls up right behind Dale Earnhardt, but this time he has to hold tight. Dave Marcus has tightened in right behind Bobby Allison as well. They'll all move to the inside of Morgan Shepard into turn three. Allison has a look on the inside again. Again, a lap car. This time, Ronnie Thomas is there. Allison has to back off, and Earnhardt will hold the spot. 
Dale Earnhardt and Morgan Shepard just got together for the second time tonight. This time it was down in turn one. It allowed Bobby Allison to take over the fifth spot from Earnhardt. Allison rides out of the fourth corner, brings it back to the line. They had put so much effort in their short track program this year. They felt like that's what cost them the national championship last year, the Winston Cup title. And they've had pretty good success in the five short track races that we've run up to this point. He's won one. I think he's finished second two or three times. And the worst he's finished in all five of those races has been a third place. But the car certainly has not been working to his liking here tonight. And it, it's hard to hit a combination here that'll hang with you all night long. Very few drivers and teams come here and do it. Very few, Barney. That's that's exactly right, and uh, really the only one that has done it consistently over the last uh, three or four years is the Junior Johnson crew. Now, Richard Petty used to, back uh, in the days when he was running the Dodge and the Plymouth cars, he was very, very strong. In fact, he put together a win streak here that was uh, uh, very good also, but uh, since he went to the short, smaller, shorter wheelbase cars, he hasn't had that domination that he has, but the Junior Johnson crew has. Well, we see so many cars already, just as we say, climbing what banking there is here at Nashville. Tim Richmond is running right against the wall. Richard Petty's been going right out against the wall almost from the early going here tonight. And Bobby Allison's car has been up there a time or two. And now we're beginning to see Waltrip's car kick out a little bit over in front of Eli Gold a time or two. It sure is, Barney. The last number of laps by, that car is definitely making some moves. It wasn't the last time by. There's Caution is coming out, Eli. Tommy Gale has erupted down in turn number three. And at lap 84, we're getting the first caution of the evening here at Nashville in the Bush 420. Gale's car comes streaming down the pit road. Looks, Ned, like he's headed for the garage. Yes, it does look like it. I believe the engine did let go on that car. It goes right on past his pits and heads for the garage area, so it looks like that'll be all for the Sunny King Ford Honda-sponsored car of uh, Elmo Langley and Tommy Gale at the wheel. Well, it'll be pit stop time once the caution car comes out. Next weekend, the Winston Cup Series heads back to Pocono International Raceway for the Light Cola 500. On the two-and-a-half-mile super speedway, it's turned into the Bobby Allison benefit as the leader of the Alabama gang has won the last three NASCAR races there. The Talladega Supercar Series will make their debut at Talladega, or rather at Pocono, in the Quaker State 150 next Saturday afternoon. Pocono ticket office is open tomorrow, so why not make plans to be on hand? One week later, the action shifts to Talladega, the world's fastest speedway in the Talladega 500. Again, it's a doubleheader weekend of action. The Talladega Supercar Series of ARCA running in the ARCA 200, and the Talladega 500 two weeks from tomorrow. Just about everybody has been in and out of the pits, and Ned, some of the drivers elected to pit twice. Yes, they did, uh, Barney, and Richard Petty, Neil Bonnet, to Ricky Rudd, and several of them did take on all four tires when they came in the first time. Darrell Waltrip came back in the second time, as did several other drivers, but they sort of welcomed this caution period, even though they've run only 86 laps at this point, and normally they can go about 140 to 150 laps as far as gas is concerned, but they welcome this to get an opportunity, and boy, it is crowded down here on Pitt Road as we see them trying to get uh, in and out here. The pit road here is not too uh, wide at Nashville, and uh, it gets a little crowded at times. But Fair. anyway, they uh, they welcome this to get those new tires on there, make any adjustments that they might need. I suspect we'll see that lab running fast again because they did make a chassis adjustment on that, shifted a little weight from one wheel to another. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. We're ready to go back to green at Nashville, Tennessee. The leader is 
Neil Bonnet riding second right now is Ricky Rudd. As they head back into turn number one, let's see if Neil can hold off the field. Neil Bonnet has done it right now, and again he has put Labonte a lap down. On the outside of Terry Labonte goes Ricky Rudd trying to outdrag him with Ron Bouchard and Joe Rutman waging a battle into turn three. Some of the drivers caught back in traffic trying to pick their way back to the front are Waltrip and right now Earnhardt's in a scramble back there also. Leader is Bonnet, Rudd rides second, Bouchard is third, fourth right now is Dale Earnhardt. Mad traffic jam at turn two. Joe Rutman right behind, Richard Petty with the new tires no longer running that high groove. Waltrip right behind Petty, Jeff Bodine is on the move, so too Bobby Allison as they scramble back into the corner. Out of turn number four, Earnhardt's on the high side. Behind him, they're too wide, and Earnhardt and Ron Bouchard trade a little bit of bumper chrome. That's the battle for fifth spot. Earnhardt goes to the outside with the Ford. And he tries to use the 18-degree banking and pull alongside of Ron Bouchard. He does. And now midway down the back straightaway, Bouchard tries to pull him back, but Earnhardt says no, and he'll grab the spot away. All those new tire changes when they went in a moment ago, just about everybody you heard Ned say change four tires all the way around. Now the tires will work for about 20 laps here and then you'll see them start giving up a little bit. But right now, some good hard-nosed racing trying to get yourself in a good position. Getting squeezed around on the outside in turn two, Morgan Shepard. Morgan Shepard got squeezed, so did Richard Petty to the inside as Bobby Allison gave him very little room and Allison holds off a Richard Petty challenge. Here's Bonnet back to the line. Terry Labonte riding along behind him. Remember now, he is a lap down, trying to get himself back up in that lead lap. He's hanging right with Neil Bonnet, riding along in second still, Ricky Rudd. Third is Earnhardt, and Earnhardt is the car on the move, at least in the early going after this round of pit stops. He's knocked off about three positions since they put him back under green, hanging right in there. But Bonnet looks awfully strong. If you're wondering where Waltrip is, he's riding back at about sixth position right behind Bouchard. They're back in turn one. Talking this morning down in the garage area, Bobby Allison walked up. He said, by the way, look out for Earnhardt tonight. The guy's turning some outstanding late practice runs, and Earnhardt is doing just that, turning in some fine laps. Bouchard behind him, then Waltrip right behind Bouchard. At Nashville, Tennessee, we've completed 100 laps just being posted on the board of the 420 that make up the Bush race here tonight with Neil Bonnet in front, riding along in the second spot right now is Ricky Rudd, and as Ned, you pointed out a moment ago, he has been running strong all night long. The fact that he just changed new tires hasn't changed that one way or the other. He's been running pretty good all night. Yes, he has, Barney. He had started back in the pack a little bit, but had inched his way up to third place before that caution came out and was gaining steadily on the uh, the leader. So he has been a contender right along, so it's no surprise that he's in there in second place. Good uh, pit stop work by Richard Childress and the crew to get him out in that second position, but he's hanging right in there. Ronnie Thomas just coasted into the pits in the advance Alto car number 41. They have the hood up on that Pontiac. Something has gone awry with him. Bobby Allison and Darrell Waltrip get together a little bit coming out of the fourth corner. They're door to door in front of Eli Gold. Waltrip's on the low side. Allison to the high side. Bobby pulls Waltrip off the number two corner. So Allison has the back stretch pull and he takes the spot holding off a Waltrip charge. So Allison moves up to fifth spot in the running order. Terry Labonte running right ahead of second place Ricky Rudd. Labonte gets the passing flag. Right on Rudd's bumper is the Ford of Dale Earnhardt, then Bouchard, Allison, and Waltrip. And they're all bouncing one off the other nose to tail. They push and shove. That's short track racing. They'll pull to the inside of Terry Labonte. At least Ricky Rudd will in turn three. Ricky Rudd trying to get underneath Labonte to get out of a little traffic and find some breathing room as the leader, Neil Bonnet, continues to pull away. He's opened up a little better than a second separation. Had about the same lead that Darrell had a little bit earlier here tonight. Traffic right now, factor for the second place car in turn two. Rudd is still to the inside of Labonte, who is a lap down behind Ricky Rudd. Bobby Allison, who moves to the inside of Earnhardt, but Earnhardt comes battling right back. 
Labonte had just been lapped before the caution and fresh tires. His car is running as well as Rudd's. He's giving Ricky the low groove, but he's not giving up any ground. Meanwhile, Earnhardt, Allison, Bouchard, and Waltrip content to watch from behind for the moment. And Waltrip, for the time being, taking about a half groove higher through turns one and two than are Rudd, Earnhardt, and Allison, even Bouchard, for that matter, as Waltrip's going to let that traffic die down for just a bit. That's been the best battle of the night right there for second spot. Ricky Rudd trying to hold off Dale Earnhardt. You don't hold him off at all if the car's working a lick. Right behind him, Bobby Allison. Allison's running underneath, trying to scoot underneath him in the number two corner. But Allison's coming up on race traffic. J.D. McDuffie is there, so Bobby's going to have to tuck right back in behind Earnhardt as they enter turn three. Fourth place car right now. Make that the fifth place car is Ron Bouchard. He's having a fine night here, and Waltrip for the moment seems content to say, hey, let the field kind of sort itself out. Let's see what happens. Neil Bonnet is the leader, and you heard Bonnet say earlier tonight he came here in May and raced at Nashville, started on the outside pole, and said he didn't run not one competitive lap all night long. I asked him yesterday, just how much does it bug you that Waltrip kind of dominates the field up here? Hey, how upset it made us. This car here said outside pole at this last race here. We carried it home and cut the entire car in half, cut the front snout off, relocated that, tried a bunch of stuff. We've been up to Martin, I mean, excuse me, up to North Wilkesboro testing with a car. We've been putting out an effort just simply to try to get down to this racetrack here and, and some of the short tracks in the race, Darrell. Well, it's paying off for him tonight. He's the leader. But the battle right now is for third spot. Bobby Allison and Dale Earnhardt knock fenders all the way around the racetrack. Here they come out of turn number four, back to the line, neither one cracking the throttle as they swing around Steve Gray back in the number one corner. Let's see what happens in turn two. Bobby Allison still holding inside of Dale Earnhardt. They're giving room all sides right now. Coming off the corner, it's Earnhardt this time who pulls Allison. Here comes the Miller time entry right back and they're again side by side in turn three. Ford versus Buick out of turn number three. Earnhardt with a high side, and that Ford just lunges off the corner. Allison, though, hangs right with him. They're coming up on slower traffic. Buddy Arrington's car is up in the high groove. Where are they going to go? Buddy comes down, giving him some racing room. A quick, quick bit of movement right there. They'll sneak by Don Satterfield, and for the moment, Bobby Allison grabs the position away from Dale Earnhardt. Allison and Earnhardt, two of the best of the business, going at it here in Nashville. Ned, it was interesting yesterday, he and... Allison were kidding each other down in the pits. I saw Allison walk over and motion for Dale to come out of the trailer, said, I got a present for you. Earnhardt came out, and Allison gave him a T-shirt that said, I'd rather eat worms than drive a Ford, but right now, they're getting at it on the racetrack. Well, they certainly are, no question about that. Of course, I guess they have to poke a little fun at each other every once in a while. You wonder what they, what kind of meaning really goes into a situation of that sort, but uh, they don't mind getting at it when they get on the racetrack. Allison right now is taking the spot away from Earnhardt. Eli's beginning to pull away a bit. Bobby Allison's going to pull away just a mite. Meanwhile, Ron Bouchard has tightened up behind Dale Earnhardt, and that's a nose-to-tail battle in turn three now. Bouchard looking good in that Jack Beebe school bus yellow and white car with the Foster Grant Associate sponsorship on the sail panel. Bouchard has a fender underneath Earnhardt all the way down the front stretch, and he hangs right there as they go into turn one. Ron Bouchard's right alongside Dale Earnhardt now, with Earnhardt using the high side of the racetrack. Dale's a little stronger coming off the corner this time so he'll pull away for a moment but here comes Ron Bouchard right back in turn three. Well the racing has been back in the pack almost all night long. Waltrip took the lead early didn't give it up for a long time now it's Neil Bonnet and he's opened up a pretty good separation on the rest of the field. Barney, I believe that Darrell Waltrip has lost a cylinder on his Chevrolet. He is definitely off the pace. We have trouble in turn number two. Jeff Bodine's car kicked out of the groove made a quick touch of the wall and comes back out of the racing groove. He's okay and back under power 
power on the back stretch. It'll bring out the second caution flag of the night. It comes out on lap number 115 as Jeff Bodine, again for the second time tonight, has scraped the wall this time on the north end of the track in turns one and two. Although Bodine got going again right away, the NASCAR officials decided there was a good possibility of debris on the racetrack, so they have brought the caution out for Bodine, spin up in turn number two. The right front tire on that car is flat, and he makes it all the way around to pit road for service. First car off pit road, Bobby Allison in the Miller time Buick. He's out. Waltrip is second. Third is Ricky Rudd. Fourth is Ron Bouchard. Earnhardt would be the fifth place car, and Neil Bonnet, who was the leader, will now be the sixth place machine, assuming they stay on the racetrack and don't pit again. 117 laps are in the books. We're under the second caution of the evening from Nashville International Raceway. This is MRN, the Motor Racing Network. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever, with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. We're ready to go back to green here at Nashville, Tennessee on a Saturday night. 119 laps are on the board, and there'll be 120 down with 300 to go when they put them under green this time. As they come across the line, pace car is on pit road. Leader is Dave Marcus. He did not pit a moment ago. Bobby Allison rides second. Third is Walker. Fourth is Ricky Rudd. They're back in turn one and a good scramble for the lead. For the moment, it's Bobby Allison using the high side. Marcus, though, with the lead, tries to outdo him using the low side of the racetrack, but the Miller time entry just a bit too strong, takes the lead, and look who's right there, Darrell Waltrip challenging. The fans love it. Here comes Waltrip swinging around on the outside, tucks in behind Bobby Allison. Might have touched him just a moment as they come off the fourth corner and go back into turn number one, and they contact in turn one. They make heavy contact. Ricky Rudd sneaks in. So does Dave Marcus. Marcus has to lift, and there's a problem on Rudd's car, and Waltrip's car gets sideways, scrapes the inside retaining wall. He loses positions as they're in turn four. Waltrip got tagged a couple of times. Ricky Rudd tagged him as he slowed up going out of that corner. Car got out of shape and Darrell will get jumbled far, far back in the pack. Field is back in one. You just can't put that many cars in that small a hole. Further back Waltrip takes a hit from Earnhardt. Waltrip gathers the car back in and your leader scooting off into turn three away from the traffic is Bobby Allison. Barney Hall, we were talking just before the caution came out that there might be something wrong with Darrell Waltrip's car. Jerry Punch went down and checked with him. They said there's nothing wrong with the engine on the car, that that set of tires that they put on it had made the car pretty loose and that's why he was backing out. He has new tires on it now and running much stronger even though he's having those bumping problems. Waltrip had been 30 degrees to sideways and managed to pull the car back in. That's a great candidate for the Timex timeliest move tonight. Meanwhile, round three in the Morgan Shepard Dale Earnhardt battle ensued a lap ago down in turn one. They have separated. Shepard is still a lap down trying to get it back and we'll let Eli Gold set the field as they come out of turn two. It's Bobby Allison up on Ricky Rudd. Then the Tim Richmond car followed by Ron Bouchard who has Richard Petty sneaking by him for the moment. Waltrip is right behind that two-car battle, and then Morgan Shepard. Well, for the last five laps, it's been very reminiscent of Martinsville, Virginia, and slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's the way it was going there for four or five laps, as there was an awful lot of contact all the way back through the top 20, 10 or 12 positions. Field begins to sort itself out a little bit right now. Allison is the leader. Ricky Rudd rides in the number two spot. As the field heads up into turn number three, Richard Petty finds himself caught in a mess of traffic. Darrell Walker taps him a little bit as they go into the corner and off the number four turn and back into the front straightaway. It's the first time tonight Petty's been able to run on the bottom of the racetrack. He's 
at least a lap down, but he's hanging right with Waltrip, Bouchard, and Shepard. Something's got to give in that pack of cars. Nothing gives this time around. It's still that flying wedge behind Petty. It's Waltrip inside of Bouchard, then the single car of Morgan Shepard. About a turn four, that group comes once again, and they just can't seem to put the move on Petty, who is holding his own in that spot. Waltrip is snuck under Bouchard. That will be four position. In fact, it'll be for the third spot. Waltrip breaks to the outside, and he's clear of traffic. He's clear of traffic further towards the front. Ricky Rudd, lap by lap, picking up just a bit each time on Bobby Allison, the leader. Well, don't count Darrell Waltrip out, despite the fact that he's got Jumbo back in traffic. You heard Ned say he might have had a bad set of tires. They've got their act together here right now as he heads back into turn number one. Allison holding off everyone, trying to pull away. Ricky Rudd has shortened up the interval between first and second of it. It's down to about seven or eight car lengths right now. Field, rest of the field is passing Eli Gold. They're also passing Ronnie Thomas. I'm stationary. He's not. He came back out of the garage area, but he's again off the pace in the advanced auto parts car number 41. Field back in the number one corner as Allison suddenly all of a sudden that car has really started working. Allison told us yesterday that the key to running here is really getting up off the corners. Well that's for sure you know uh, it's so important uh, the straightaways are long and it takes a lot of engine to get down the straightaway but uh, it's so important to get turned in the corner too and you do see both extremes here you see cars with good engines that are not going anywhere and you see really good handling cars here that are not going anywhere because their engines aren't strong enough. So you got to have the combination and you got to adjust as the race goes on. And uh, it's a tough place. Now, just how important is the horsepower curve here? In other words, where you put the horsepower on the bottom end or the top end to get off a corner and get in the turn and particularly getting off the corners here at Nashville? Well, it is very important, Barney, if you can put it all to work. Now, sometimes they have a little trouble in getting all of that horsepower to work. If you uh, come off of the corner a little bit sideways and you start spinning the wheels, then it can work to your disadvantage. That's one reason that Ford cars, Earnhardt runs uh, pretty well here. Not that it doesn't run well at other tracks, too, but the Ford has more lugging power. It doesn't turn as many RPMs as a General Motors, but now once you get the car headed straight, that uh, quick instant power that the General Motors cars gives works to their advantage as long as you can use that horsepower that they put to the wheels. Now Dave Marcus has a little bit of a problem right now with horsepower. He was leading the race not long ago. He's dropping back some smoke coming from that car number 71. We'll keep our eye on it. Dave Marcus has fallen way back in the field after being the leader when they put him back under green. And he just ago. put Joe Rutman about 30 degrees sideways. Kyle Petty and Jeff Bodine go by the two of them, and Rutman is way off the pace. Marcus applied the chrome horn not once but twice to Rutman's car, and Joe is still not back up to speed. He's on the low side of the racetrack. Joe Rutman is down the back straightaway, still noticeably off pace. Also, Richard Petty, nine laps after the restart, back up in that high groove. There's a saying in this business about what paybacks are, and we've already seen a couple of instances of that tonight. You shove me, and I'll shove you back. Right now, Darrell Waltrip is caught up on the tail of Ricky Rudd. He makes the move to the outside this time. This is the battle for second spot as they come off turn four. Waltrip hangs on the outside. Ricky drops down, gives him a little bit of breathing room, and Waltrip will go back into the number two position. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. 
141 laps are on the board of the Bush 420 at Nashville, Tennessee on a hot, muggy Saturday night. And temper's beginning to get a little short here on that restart a moment ago as we saw a little bumping and shoving all the way back among six or seven drivers in the field. Right now, the situation is this. Bobby Allison is the leader. Walter Bride's less than three or four car lengths back. And Walter's taking a different line. He's running a little bit higher, Eli Gold, in the corners. He is. He's taking more of a, almost an egg-shaped groove, I guess the best way to describe it. He's taking an oval type of groove around the high side of the turn and then cutting back down off the corner. At the same time as Waltrip is doing that, you've got to remember Tim Richmond is still trying to snake his way by Bobby Allison, and Allison has his hands full with Tim Richmond. As they get back into the number one corner, Allison holds him off. Waltrip tries to get around Richmond. Richmond's trying to get himself back up there in contention to get that lap back that he lost a little bit earlier here tonight as he rides between Bobby Allison, the leader, and the second-place car, Darrell Waltrip. This time, Richmond gets awfully high in turn number four. Waltrip tries to sneak underneath him, and Richmond makes a wild move right between the two again as they head back to turn one. So Tim Richmond with an interesting piece of driving. Bobby Allison says, go ahead. Bobby goes all the way high, coming off number two. Richmond goes by, but here's Waltrip. With Allison caught in behind Tim Richmond, Waltrip wants the lead. Waltrip gets it as they hit turn number three, cuts underneath, and then this looks like Bowman Gray Stadium racing. Boy, I'll tell you, the fans are excited here tonight. They have reason to be, too, because that's good NASCAR Winston Cup short track racing at its best. Field is back in turn number two. Waltrip is the leader. And he stays on the low side of the racetrack. Bobby Allison down by a couple car lengths. Tim Richmond throws the nose of his car in front, trying to get back with the leaders. But Waltrip will stay low as Richmond goes high. Richmond's way up high, but that means he's running higher RPM off the corner. He just wheels past Waltrip, coming down the straightaway. But when they get to turn one, it's another story because Waltrip's out handling him. And he stays low, Darrell does, and pulls alongside the old Milwaukee entry. But down the back straightaway, the 27 car of Tim Richmond showing some strength and he'll hold off Waltrip right now and they've pulled by about eight car lanes from Bobby Allison. Richmond right now trying to keep himself in contention here. He has hoped to turn that team around. They've had more than their share of bad luck. They've had a lot of blown engines. They've also had some wrecked automobiles. He's been in the right place at the wrong time a couple of times this year. But on the short tracks, a couple of years ago, everybody said he was a wild man. I remember at Martinsville, what, a couple of years ago, there were seven caution flags, and he was six of them. Just by spinning out. He's just now gotten himself back on the lead lap, Barney. All that hard work paid off. He's just ahead of the leader, Waltrip. Meanwhile, the number six car has made a pit, out, pit stop. Al Elmore started that car. And K. Ulrich is here. Here is right Ron now. Bouchard with an unscheduled pit stop. The Bush pole winner here tonight. Bouchard had been running in the top five most of the night, so he coasted into the pits down uh, on the far end, and they're going under the hood of that car, so Bouchard has some troubles. Certainly unscheduled here right now. Boy, that really makes it tough having to play catch-up at a track like Nashville, Tennessee. Hood is up. It is back down right now. They're talking with their driver. He's still sitting on pit road after winning his first Bush pole in 1983. Looks like they're in no hurry to get the car going again, and they might be about to push Ron Bouchard down in the garage area. It'll be a short night for him at Nashville. Is Barney, let's ahead. mention that off turn number two, Bobby Allison has slowed just a bit lately. Ricky Rudd, Morgan Shepard, and Richard Petty have all gone by Bobby Allison, and they were not with any problem as far as race traffic is concerned. So whatever the uh, situation, Bobby not running quite as stoutly now as he was just a few short laps ago. Well, it's very easy to look at the racetrack and see that he is indeed off the pace as several cars have kind of eased by him without too much effort in the last couple of laps around, but Allison is still out there running. We'll try and find out what his problem is. Maybe Jerry Punch can scoot down to the pits and talk with crew chief Jer Gary Nelson and see if they have an engine problem or something of that sort. Barney, I think that he punished his tires a little bit when he was running out front there. He was running very strong 
long, and I think that he punished those tires. Now he has slowed even more. It looks like he's came, come off of the uh, second turn over there. He could have uh, either a tire going down or a blister. Ned, the car has been bottoming out a bit, too. We've seen an awful lot of sparks flying from Bobby's car when he really ran in both ends of the speedway hard. Quite a bit of sparks coming out from under the car. It could be a bad situation there. We'll keep our eye on it and see what develops. We're talking about Tim Richmond and just how hard he had been running a moment ago. We're not knocking Richmond's driving style. He is indeed a charger. He's an exciting driver to watch in Winston Cup competition. I asked him yesterday, I said, there might be some close racing here tonight. What about that? I kind of now pride myself in being a, a smart driver. And when, need, when I need to charge and need to do something right and, and need to pass some guy, I can do it with with my old style. Uh, now I have two styles. I'm kind of a, you know, I'm a Gemini, at, you know, in, in the horoscope, and I'm, that's two different people, and I and I kind of consider myself that now on the racetrack. I can go out there and be as wild as crazy and, and bang off every fence there is, or I, I can now hold myself back and run a conservative, consistent race now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> sure he can. And he's doing that right now, now that he's dispensed with Darrell Waltrip and got himself back on the lead lap, Barney. He has settled himself into a groove, but for a while there, it was some of the most exciting racing we'd ever seen here. Ooh, and bang and tag. Kyle Petty lost a little bit of left rear sheet metal to the Don Satterfield car as they got the passing flag. Richmond comes storming through. Waltrip right on his bumper as the leader comes up out of turn two. Tim Richmond made a good move around Trevor Boys seconds ago, but Waltrip followed him right on through. Your leader still working. Darrell Waltrip, Ricky Rudd second, then Dale Earnhardt and Neil Bonnet. And, of course, Bobby Allison, he had mentioned he is falling back further now as Earnhardt and Bonnet have both gone by him, and Bill Elliott is catching him on the backstretch. Bobby Allison is on pit road in front of Ned Jarrett. And it's an unscheduled pit stop for him, uh, Mike Joy. Jerry Punch has had made his way down there, but he's on his way back here right now. So we'll get a report on that be right back to you. Allison will make the unscheduled stop on lap number 159. You'd heard us talking about he had been beginning to slow down a bit. We'd seen quite a few sparks popping out from under the car, indicating that it was bottoming out a little bit in the corners here. And that you don't see that too much at Nashville because the banking isn't that steep. And the reason they think that he slowed down uh, Barney Hall, Jerry Punch is back now out of breath. Jerry, what'd you learn? Ned, Gary Nelson says they think they had a right front tire going down. Bobby said the car was pushing very, very badly. And so they have come in and changed that right side tires on that uh, Miller car number 22. But we've had a driver change in the car number six, Al Elmore, making one of his initial uh, runs in Winston Cup competition. He's out of it. D.K. Ulrich in that car now. Darrell Waltrip is the leader at Nashville, Tennessee. So what else is new you're saying? Right now with 165 laps complete, Waltrip really went back in the field a little bit earlier here tonight. Had his problems on that restart a moment ago. Got knocked around there by three or four drivers. Had the car, as Mike Joy said, about 30 degrees out of shape. Did a whale of a piece of driving to save the car and keep it out of the wall. Right now he's the leader again. Let's recheck that scoring, Barney, with Waltrip the leader. Ricky Rudd rides in the second spot. Dale Earnhardt is third. Neil Bonnet is fourth. Dave Marcus is the fifth place car. And sixth, the last car on the lead lap is Tim Richmond. One lap off the pace. Seventh is Morgan Shepard. Eighth is Richard Petty. Bill Elliott is in the ninth position, a lap down. Tenth is Bobby Allison. And eleventh is Harry Gant. Trouble up in four. Here is Jeff Bodine again. It looks like he has tagged a wall. And again, that right front tire is flat. And boy, has he had his share of problems. He's hit twice up in the three and four area. He's also been in the wall one time down in one and two with flat tires. He's back on pit road. Let's go to Ned. And they'll change those right side tires on the Gatorade Pontiac while uh, Buddy Arrington goes back out. His car had slowed a moment ago, but he's back out in the running now. Terry Labonte in the Budweiser Chevrolet had just made an unscheduled stop for a change of right side tires also. And we mentioned earlier that that smoke uh, was there was some smoke coming from Dave Marcus car number 71 he was leading the race then he fell back in the pack but he picked the pace back up 
And uh, whatever it was that was causing that smoke doesn't seem to have bothered him that much because he's uh, hanging in there in fifth place. Well, he's running pretty strong out there right now. Still an awful long ways to go in the Bush 420 at Nashville with just 168 laps on the board. Right now, we've had two caution flags in the event. Tommy Gale brought out the first one on lap number 84. Bodine hit the wall down in turn number two and brought it out on lap number 115. Only a couple of cautions here tonight, despite the fact that we've had some really slam-bang, fender-banging all the way around this racetrack. Well, Marcus in the WH... Uh, Bolin Colin Trucking Chevrolet has just been lapped. That would drop him to sixth spot. And with Tim Richmond being the last car in the lead lap, that'll move Richmond up onto the scoreboard. He'll be the new fifth place car. Waltrip just having it his own way. Laps around J.D. McDuffie in the back straightaway and begins to pull up on Murfreesboro, Tennessee's Daryl Sage, the fastest qualifying rookie for tonight's Bush 420 here we in Nashville. We have a problem. Kyle Petty is in the wall in turn number one. A giant exploding sound. And the car just took right off into the retaining wall. The car moves along the wall as everybody Everybody goes by. Kyle is out of harm's way. Caution will be on the speedway, and this will be the third one of the evening, and we'll see just about everybody diving out on the pits. We see Kyle trying to make it on around the racetrack with sparks flying from the car as Caution is on the speedway for the third time tonight. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Earnhardt is the leader. Bobby Allison leads the field back into turn number one, but Dale is the leader. Riding right behind in the second spot is Darrell Waltrip. Waltrip trying to close in right behind Dale Earnhardt. Meanwhile, Bobby Allison trying to keep the number 22 car out in front of the pack and not lose any more ground. They're in turn three. Allison will gain back one of the laps he lost. He made that unscheduled stop. Earnhardt's going to try and put him that lap down again. As he really leans on him coming out of the corner, Allison holds him off again. Earnhardt's the leader. Waltrip rides second. And Waltrip now closing right in tightly. Bonnie's car acting as a buffer between Waltrip and Neil Bonnet. And behind Bonnet, Richard Petty and Morgan Shepard moving up. Shepard moving up in the field. Now he is still one lap down as they come off turn number four. Allison running just ahead of Dale Earnhardt, then Waltrip. Bit of a gap back to Terry Labonte, who's a lap down, then Neil Bonnet. And Shepard comes storming up through the field, but he gets way up high in turn two. He's up high, but here's the battle for the lead. Waltrip inside of Dale Earnhardt off turn number two. And Waltrip awfully strong pulls past into the lead. Waltrip takes the lead away from Earnhardt. Let's see if he can hang it out there. That Both those cars working pretty good on this restart, but Waltrip, again, is obviously the class of the field here at Nashville, Tennessee. He's pulled away from Earnhardt by a couple of car lengths over in turn two. And Earnhardt now and Waltrip are both pulled away by about seven or eight car lengths over Neil Bonnet showing in the third spot. Right behind them, a good battle, but again, not among the immediate leaders between Labonte and Richard Petty. Then I think the sleeper in the field, if there is one, could be Bonnet's car. A couple of times he's been caught back in traffic on that restart and almost every time he's been able to get right back to the front. That's exactly right, Barney. That last, uh, after the last caution, he was caught back in the pack when he changed all four tires and he worked his way back up through the pack and was, was still running with the leaders, but he never did uh, show up up there as the battle for the lead. But now he's a little different situation. We'll see how strong he can be. 
Waltrip, the leader, heads back into turn number one. He's going to try and put Allison a lap down as he tries to take him on the outside. Nothing going there. Bobby Allison strong enough to hold off that particular challenge of Waltrip. Now as they enter turn number three, Waltrip's pulled away by four car lanes from second place Earnhardt. Right now he's working on Bobby Allison. That allows Dale Earnhardt to pick up a couple of car lengths that he lost to the leader. Waltrip, Earnhardt rides in the number two position. Neil Bonnet rides third as they head back into turn number one. Fourth is Ricky Rudd. And again, it's Waltrip trying to the high side, but he can't get a move on Bobby Allison to put him further down. The leader's going by the Don Satterfield car in the back stretch. They hold position. Well, let's set the field for you again. Tim Richmond is ahead of Ricky Rudd. He'll be the fourth place car as they work their way out of the corner. Head back down into turn number one. Waltrip and Bobby Allison, that's the battle the fans are watching. It's not for the lead, but Darrell is trying to put him a lap down again. They're in turn two. He can't make a move this time, particularly he doesn't try to make a move. This time he'll just follow Bobby Allison off the corner right into turn three. Out of turn number four, Waltrip has a look under Allison once again. This time just can't do anything with him. The Pepsi Challenger Chevrolet of Junior Johnson against the Miller High Life Die Guard Buick up at turn number two. The battle for the Winston Cup point lead. Trying to put him a lap down. Can't do it this time, and still Dale Earnhardt riding in second spot. He's not getting close to that front twosome right now. He's just going to watch as Allison tries to hold off Waltrip. I asked Darrell yesterday, do you think that streak of four in a row can turn into five here tonight? Well, it's, it's been phenomenal, and uh, we're running awfully well right now here in practice, and, you know, everybody looks about like they always do, so... Uh, we, we come here every time thinking, oh, somebody's going to make a big drastic change and, uh, and really come up and, and give us some competition, but so far we haven't seen it. Now that's confidence. He knows that the Junior Johnson magic works on about every short track they go to, but right now it's not working on Bobby Allison. He's tried to scoot around Allison a couple of times. Allison makes him use up every inch of real estate to gain any ground on him at all. They head back to turn three. And Dale Earnhardt now, as Waltrip still works on Allison, Earnhardt is closed to within a couple of car lanes in the third corner. Earnhardt moving up. There is no car that Waltrip would like better to put a lap on here than Bobby Allison, the Winston Cup point leader, two 212 points is Waltrip's deficit coming in here to Nashville and getting a lap on Allison would make him breathe a lot easier. Further back it's Neil Bonnet, then Tim Richmond, then Ricky Rudd. Those cars wrapping up the lead lap. Everybody holding for the moment in a single file formation. 202 laps are on the board at Nashville, Tennessee in the Bush 420. Waltrip is the leader. There's Earnhardt a problem on, second. problem on Jeff Bodine's car as he slows quickly off the number two corner. Richard Petty was some evasive action to get by. Bodine now picking up the pace a bit, but he's still slower than usual. I think he's got that right front flat again, Barney. The way the attitude of that car looks as he comes around turn number four and back towards start finish, he's headed for pit road again. Yes, he is, and that right front tire is flat once again, Mike Joyce unbelievable at the number of tires. This is the fourth, what, the fourth time that he's blew, blown the right front tire on that Pontiac. No uh, no word as to what is causing all of that. We'll try to check it out and see just what the situation is. Meanwhile, Joe Rutman has got back in the running in the Levi Garrett car. He's back on the track, I should say. He's a lot of laps down. They said that the springs on the car, one of the springs had broken, and that's why he was uh, out of it earlier, but he's back in now. Rutman spent a lot of time down in the garage area repairing the car. He's going to pile up as many Winston Cup points as he can and finish as high as he can here in the Bush 420. 205 laps are complete at Nashville, Tennessee. Darrell Waltrip right at the head of the pack. Bobby Allison has been riding along ahead of him. Waltrip's tried Allison a time or two to put him another lap down, and Allison, as we said, has been making
making him use up every inch of real estate. Waltrip hasn't taken any chances with the car at all, and for the moment seems content to ride about six or seven car lengths back and let Bobby stay exactly where he is. With Waltrip the leader, Earnhardt riding second, still hanging on to the third spot right now, would be Tim Richmond. Fourth is Neil Bonnet, and fifth is Ricky Rudd. Just unbelievable the way Junior Johnson and Darrell Waltrip have dominated the short tracks over the last few years. And, Ned, I think you said a moment ago or earlier in our broadcast about it's been that way over the years. I even imagine since the days that you ran in the 60s up through that time, there was always one car that every short track you went to, it was the car to beat. The same thing is going on here tonight with Darrell Waltrip just kind of wearing out the field much like he did last time here. Waltrip had all the confidence in the world. We talked to him yesterday for about an hour down there about a lot of different things, the championship, what he might do next year. The situation with Neil Bonnet making it a two-car team at Junior Johnson's. He was very loose yesterday afternoon and was just talking about every subject in the world. Anything anybody wanted to bring up, he was willing to discuss it. What he, But his whole attitude about running here tonight, he just felt like, you know, that if the car worked, no sweat again, we'll do it again. Well, you've got to have that kind of confidence coming off four races in a row. But just talking during the commercial break with Jack Arute, who used to produce these MRN broadcasts and now works for Warner Hodgson's organization, I don't think there's any question, Barney, this has been the most competitive and the most exciting race that we've seen in Nashville in a long, long time. Well, it's been that way all night long since they dropped the green. There's been some real fender banging going on, much like, as we said, at Martinsville and some of the other short tracks where they really lean on each other. Usually here, it's the whole field kind of chasing Walter from time to time when they do get it dialed in. But tonight, even though the battle for the lead might have changed a time or two and the leader might have had a second or so on the field. If you look back to third and fourth spot, there was some real fender banging going on there. There is right now between Neil Bonnet and Ricky Rudd. That's a battle door to door. Here they come out of turn four. Rudd has the inside. Walter, or rather Bonnet has the horsepower groove. That's the high groove. Can't do anything with Rudd down the straightaway this time. Now they'll come up on a big pack of traffic, but Rudd will nose out from under the low groove and he will have that fourth spot at turn two. They come up on the Steve Gray automobile and it's Ricky Rudd with a car length of an advantage over Neil Bonnet. They'll hold single file around race traffic in a turn three. Allison trying to keep as much distance between himself and Waltrip as he can. Allison has 212 point bulge over Darrell, but last year he had a, over 300 points, I think, at one time and watched him watch that just dwindle away at the end of the season and lost the championship to the Junior Johnson team again. Here's trouble on the Darrell Sage car, the young 17-year-old Murfreesboro, Tennessee driver. He's on pit road. The car looks to be overheating as his dad, Lee Sage, and the crew work with the hood up. Earnhardt's putting the charge on the leader at turn two. He'll look to try him on the inside off the corner, but Waltrip will hold off Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt had been waiting and hoping that with the opportunity would present itself, and it does again in turn three. Here's Earnhardt taking advantage of Waltrip getting a bit high in the corner. He's underneath him, and they're door to door coming down the stretch, heading for turn number one. Waltrip outside, Bobby Allison directly ahead. Earnhardt does not crack that throttle. He's still there. And he's low on the racetrack. Waltrip staying upstairs. Bobby Allison watching it all in his rearview mirror, and it's Darrell Waltrip yielding now to the new leader, Dale Earnhardt, as Earnhardt leads the Bush 420. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever, with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. The Wrangler Jeans Machine leaves the Bush 420 at 216 laps, dropping Darrell Waltrip back to the second spot. Patty Jarrett's up here for the, on the scoring loop. She works for U.S. Tobacco, and she's going to fill us in shortly on when Harry Gant is going to do his singing commercial for Skoll. 219, make that 220 laps on the board. 
just a bit past halfway here in the Bush 420. Let's go to Ned. We went down and checked with Darrell Bryant, the crew chief on the Gatorade uh, car that Jeff Bodine drives, and they've blown four right front tires tonight. Darrell said he had no idea what was causing. He said, we have checked the tires, we've checked the rims, the Goodyear people were there when I walked down there, and he said it absolutely has us buffaloed at what is causing those tires to blow. Now, one thing that could be happening as I walk back here to the broadcast booth, I've known this to happen at Martinsville. Uh, I didn't realize that they might use that much brakes here, but sometimes they can heat the brakes up so much that it'll melt the inter in the car, and that might be what is uh, is happening with that car. Well, the way they've been running, and as hard as they've been running, going into the corners, just slamming the car in there, you're certainly going to have to get on the binders. That could indeed be a possibility that's been popping the tires on Bodine's car. I have never heard Daryl Bryant say he's that hard on brakes, but when you're running as close as they are here tonight, they can heat up in a hurry. Darrell Walter beginning to feel a little heat right now from Tim Richmond for the second spot. He gets underneath him coming out of the corner as Darrell drifts a little bit high again. That's where Earnhardt took the lead away a moment ago. Walter shuts the door on him. They head back in turn one. A lot of traffic directly in front of the two. A good bit of traffic right now. Bobby Addison goes way high. Don Satterfield stays low. Coming off the corner, Waltrip has a half car length of an edge over Tim Richmond. That's the second place battle. Well, Richmond has all the stamina. He really likes to get out there and charge all night long. He's in excellent physical condition. He'll make that car work for him, if whether it's handling or whether it's not handling. He just saws that steering wheel and keeps working on a driver, goes after him again down in turn one. This time, Tim Richmond looks to the low side, but Darrell Waltrip doesn't go high up on the racetrack as he had the last couple of times, so Richmond's just going to try and pull alongside midway down the back chute. Richard Petty, is Richard Petty car, the STP Pontiac, coming into the pits, an unscheduled pit stop for Richard Petty here drop back all of a sudden on the racetrack. The crew, they're ready to go to work on it, and they're going to look under the hood of that car. We'll try to find out what the problem is. They're taking a look at the front of the car, trying to get the hood up on the machine to find out what the problem is on Richard Petty's car. And again, an unscheduled stop, and when you have to play catch-up at a racetrack like Nashville, Tennessee, you really have your work cut out for the night. 229 laps complete in the Bush 420. Leader continues to be Dale Earnhardt. Dropping back to the second spot. There's a hot battle going on. Here's Richmond. He finds a little opening under Waltrip in the corner, and he's there. He's right alongside to the inside of Darrell Waltrip coming off the corner. Bill Elliott's car is directly ahead. Tim Richmond out accelerates Darrell Waltrip and Richmond moves past Waltrip into second. Tim Richmond moves up into the second spot. Earnhardt is a leader dropping Darrell back to third. Fourth is Ricky Rudd. Fifth right now at the 220 lap mark. They're indicating Neil Bonnet. Those cars are on the lead lap. One lap down in sixth position. Bobby Allison. Dave Marcus posted as seventh. Eighth would be Morgan Shepard. Ninth Harry Gant. Tenth at that time Richard Petty. But since that Petty is on pit road. Hood is still up on the car. We'll check the name is that. that the car is overheating, Barney. They put water in the car. They have it back down. They've gassed it up, and now they're sending him on his way, but the car died. They're having to push it down pit road now. It refires. He's on his way. Richard's getting back onto the racetrack. That'll drop him out of the 10th spot, but he was posted in 10th position at 220 laps. 11th at that time would be the Bill Elliott car, riding 12th, Dix Brooks, 13th, Sterling Marlin, 14th, Jimmy Means, and in 15th position would have been Terry Labonte, the 16th car, Trevor Boys, 17th, Kyle Petty, 18th, Jeff Bodine, what a night he's had. And riding in 19th position would have been J.D. McDuffie. 20th would be Buddy Arrington. 21st to be D.K. Ulrich. And 22nd, Don Satterfield, whose car right now is just limping around the racetrack rather slowly. Steve Gray is 23rd and 24th is Joe Rutman with six cars out of the race just past the halfway point. 233 laps on the board out of the 420 that will make up this race. Bobby Allison having a mirror full of Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt trying to put him a lap down. Waltrip couldn't do it. Earnhardt will try it out of turn two. He'll draw alongside Bobby to the outside, but Allison will slide towards an outside groove, shut the door for a moment, but then Earnhardt stays upstairs and Allison goes low. 
They're still door to door, and they bang a little bit coming out of that corner as Earnhardt tries to put him a lap down. Scoots on back into turn number one. Allison's going to get boxed in behind Sterling Marlin this time, and Bobby will drop back. No, he's not coming out of the throttle at all, Eli. Not at all. He's hoping he can find some room to sneak by and make it three wide, but he can't as Earnhardt uses up just enough track to sandwich Bobby Allison in So Bobby goes a lap down. And while Earnhardt was having his problems, he's been really trying hard to pass Allison for about 15 laps. He finally does it, but Tim Richmond is really mowing down that distance between them. Richmond is really on the charge. He has been all night long. He's made some erratic moves, and that's what it takes on a short track sometimes. He'd see an opening that some of the seasoned drivers might be a little hesitant to stick a car in there, but he hasn't been, and it's paid off for him right now as he's picked himself right back to the front of the pack. Richmond having a good, strong run here tonight, and he's chasing his neighbor down on Lake Norman, Dale Earnhardt, who is the leader in the Wrangler Jeans machine. Earnhardt told us yesterday that after his run at Daytona, the Ford he felt like was really humming for the firecracker race. Well, it's pretty strong, Barney. Uh, you know, it ran good all day. We were right there where we wanted to be. I ran a race uh, like Bud and I talked about running and stayed out of trouble pretty much all day and, and kept the car up front, you know, just stayed in condition all day and was waiting for the end to make her move. And, you know, the car right there at the end, about 15 laps ago, we burned a piston or something moved on with burn a piston. But anyway, it just, you know, didn't last to, to be around at the end. But I felt like if we'd have been there at the end, I could have beat Buddy or, or had a, you know, good shot at winning the race. Uh, if Terry Labonte hadn't run out of gas, I don't think Buddy or anybody else could have won the race. So. Nashville International Raceway, 243 laps down in the Bush 420 here tonight. And Dale Earnhardt has the Wrangler jeans machine out front, and that's the place he really likes to be. And any time that car is capable of getting there, that's where you'll find him. But as we said a moment ago, his neighbor from nearby Lake Norman, where the two youngsters live, has just about chased him down, making about four car lengths between first and second right now. Tim Richmond is there. As they work, Tim Richmond closes to about two car lengths. Now a car length and a half as it's a straight shot for the moment. There's no race traffic to contend with. They'll move by Buddy Arrington with no problem in turn three. These two drivers do a lot of, I don't want to say crazy things, but they, they really race each other extremely hard when, when they get together on a racetrack. They, those two were running in the corner up at Pocono last year when Earnhardt flipped the Wrangler jeans machine going down into turn number one, which was nobody's fault at all. But they seem to race each other a little bit harder than they do some of the other drivers at times. Right now, the distance is beginning to dwindle again. Here's Richmond. He chops it down this time to about three car lengths as he continues to reel in the leader, Dale Earnhardt, as they head back to turn one. This time in the corner as they take a groove that well, we've seen a number of cars used lately. At this point, if you're working well, you're still down low. It's about a six-car lane deficit now for Tim Richmond. The interesting point, Barney, is that a lot of these cars are starting to use grooves now that we have not seen from them all evening long. Bill Elliott's all the way up high. Darrell Waltrip's car has begun to climb up the banking noticeably. So a lot of these cars are closing in, I'm sure, on a, on a change of uh, tire, certainly. One of the first times I think we've seen been here in a long, long time, Ned, that you see the Waltrip car completely go away almost. But but that's the difference. That's the mark of a driver that can get it done. When the car goes away, he's still able to keep it in the lead lap, nurse it along, and get the problem cured when they can get it on pit road. Well, it certainly stays in, in contention, but that car is not working as well as we've seen it here in the past. Now, one thing that has happened uh, is the fact that the asphalt is getting worn, very worn here, and it might take a little bit of a different setup than what they've had in the past. So uh, that's maybe taken away some of his uh, superiority that he's uh, enjoyed here over the years. Now, we noticed that Earnhardt, when he looked up in the mirror and saw Tim Richmond coming on, here's Richmond Petty coming back in for more water, and his uh, Pontiac is to have that overheating problem. But Earnhardt, when he 
finally had to go high to pass Bobby Allison. That's when Richmond ran him down. So he continued to run in that groove. Then he looked up and saw Richmond coming, and I'm sure that Bud Moore told him on the radio, said, hey, Richmond is running low. Better get down back down on the bottom of the racetrack. So since then, he's opened up, uh, well, maybe one or two car lengths over what Richmond had closed a little bit earlier. Well, and too, Ned, we can sit here in the booth or the folks in the grandstand or even on pit road and say well, a driver's making a move that, that nobody would believe or nobody in their right mind would make. But I guess that's got to look a whole different perspective when you're inside the race car and thinking about what you're doing there. Yes, it absolutely looks different when you're looking out through the windshield of the car as opposed to sitting up in some high position looking down on it. But uh, they do take some chances that some other drivers wouldn't take occasionally, even at that. Well, it's like Neil Bonnet said after winning the firecracker a couple of years ago. Boy, wasn't that a beautiful move. Of course, if I hadn't made it, I would have been the dumbest person in the racetrack. But when you do, when you do make it, it's a great one. If it works, you're a hero. If it doesn't, as Buddy Baker says, you're a goat. Exactly. 250 laps down in the Bush 420 at Nashville, Tennessee, with the Wrangler Jeans machine of Dale Earnhardt leading the field around here. Richmond is closed up again. He's just about a car length back this time as he hauls off into turn number one, taking that high lane, may try to get around him coming off the number two corner. Let's see if he can keep that car wound up. Tim Richmond comes off the corner, but he's still down by about a car length or so to Dale Earnhardt, virtually nose to tail as they work to turn three. Well, for the moment, they seem content to ride that way. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. We talk, haven't talked that much about young Terry Labonte, but what a run he had at Daytona a couple of weeks ago. You heard Earnhardt say there just a few minutes ago in the interview we were doing with him that he didn't think anybody would have won at Daytona except Labonte had the car not had problems. Here's Richard Petty going back onto the speedway, so Petty gets his problems cured. He'll be several laps down in the Bush 420. Had a chance to talk with Dale Inman. That team, he is the crew chief on the Terry Labonte car, the Budweiser machine, and he had some thoughts about what would have happened at Daytona if they hadn't run out of gas. I think we could have beat him where we was running now. Uh, Barney, but uh, he wound up winning the race, so that also gives him bragging rights. So, uh, but we'll not comment much more on that. We're pleased with it. We've been pleased the way we've been running for the last uh, five or six races. Uh, we did get us a pole at Michigan, which uh, helped the morale a whole lot, helped uh, our racing situation, and um, we were uh, pretty strong up there. And we got jacked around a little bit with our tires a little bit in the middle of the race. And by the end of the race, we thought we was in good shape again, but we kind of ran out of time. But uh, in the last race, if you're uh, Nashville, we absolutely did not run good. Uh, if we could come back and run good up here, I think it would be a, a big plus for the whole team because that would give us insurance that uh, the short tracks and the intermediate tracks and the super speedways and everything that we've uh, we've got a pretty good handle on maybe a lot of it. Maybe not good enough to go out and dominate the races and win all of them, but it'd give us some good finishes and maybe sneak in and win one or two. Don't count that team out the rest of the season. They're beginning to get their act together. Again, a little pushing and shoving going on on the racetrack between leader Dale Earnhardt and Morgan Shepard as they came up on each other and a little tag game again. Yep, uh, Earnhardt came off the fourth corner to put a lap on Shepard, and apparently Shepard uh, just did not come off the corner very quickly. That held Dale up for a bit. Tim Richmond couldn't take advantage there, but, but Earnhardt's might, got trouble now. He might take advantage now, Mike, as Tim Richmond goes to the high side of turn number one and two, but comes off again, trailing by about a car length on the back stretch. 
Richmond looking over Dale Earnhardt, the leader. He's been there close enough to make a move on him a couple of times, and down in one and two, he's pulled to the outside lane, but you've really got to have some horsepower, and you've really got to get a bite if you take a driver coming off the corner. He hasn't been able to do anything with him, and again, Richmond just drops back, rides about a car length back. With 259 laps complete, Earnhardt is the leader. Richmond rides second, takes a look under him over in the number three corner. Riding in the number three position will be Darrell Walker. Fourth is Ricky Rudd, and in fifth spot right now. Here they come door to door down to the line as they get at it again and head off into turn one. This time it's going to be a battle as Tim Richmond tries to make the move. He's inside of Dale Earnhardt. Now off the number two corner still side by side but as Richmond gets a mite squirrely he just bobs the car a bit that gives enough opening for Earnhardt to pull away. The leader is still Dale Earnhardt. Tim Richmond continues to work on him. He's tapped him a couple of times. He's trying to get underneath him again in turn one. Tim Richmond is there. Earnhardt a bit higher on the racetrack. Richmond glued to the low side, but again off the corner. It's Dale Earnhardt showing the strength of that car 15 as the Wrangler Jeans entry pulls away by a car lane. They're going to be catching about a six-car pack of traffic this time. Here's Richmond down on the inside. He had him by half a nose as they cross the start-finish line. Earnhardt displays the horsepower under the hood. Richmond takes the handling capability of his car, planks it right back alongside their door-to-door -door off turn two. But as you said, they're coming up on race traffic. It's going to be Earnhardt with Richmond tucking in right behind him, single file until they enter turn three, and they look at seven or eight cars ahead of them. Even if Earnhardt is handling well on the bottom, Barney, he's got to stay in that high groove and take advantage of the Ford's torque characteristic off the corner to pull Richmond down the straightaway. Well, he's been doing that pretty well. Here's Richmond this time taking a look on the outside. He's been trying to get around on the inside. He hasn't going to have anything going off the number two corner down to back shoot. Ned, is, how, how easy is it to get carried away? Do you remember back when you first started racing and you were a youngster like these two guys? How easy is it to get carried away out there racing like that? Barney, it is awfully easy to get carried away. They're having a lot of fun out there. They're dead serious about what they're doing, but still it's fun to them. Uh, but uh, it's easy to get carried away and stick your nose somewhere where you maybe wish later on that you wouldn't have stuck it because uh, of your competitive nature in a situation of this sort. Well, they're two of the hardest drivers in the business. I'll tell you one thing. If a race car will get to the front, Earnhardt or Richmond will flat come up through the field and put it there in a hurry. Right now, they still work on each other a little bit. Richmond backs out as they catch some traffic down in turn number one. Richmond's still one car link back. Dale is still the leader. They work off the number two corner this time, going around Trevor Boys and Kyle Petty, Joe Rutman and Neil Bonnet. Further back in the pack, Bobby Allison and Darrell Waltrip. They were running side by side moments ago. Now Waltrip is pulled away from Allison in their private battle by about a car length or so. Let's take you back a bit in the field as Kyle Petty comes on pit road for an unscheduled pit stop. Bernhardt has a one car length lead on Richmond. We'll keep an eye on that as we take you down through the field. Oh, here goes Richmond underneath again. He's there coming off the number two corner, but again, the strength of Dale Earnhardt off the number two turn is just too much for Tim Richmond, who has to settle right back in. That's been the story for the last 20 laps here. Here is Richmond in race traffic on the low side as they come down the front straightaway. Earnhardt will hold him off. Darrell Waltrip, the Pepsi Challenger Chevrolet, runs third. The Piedmont Airlines Chevrolet for Ricky Rudd is the fourth-place car. In fifth, the National Engineering Chevrolet for Neil Bonnet, and they are just about to overlap him. Bonnet is the last car on the lead lap. One lap down, the Miller Time Buick for Bobby Allison is sixth, seventh, W.H. Bolin, Cole and Trucking at Chevrolet. That'll be Dave Marcus. In eighth is the Skull Bandit Buick for Harry Gant. They are all one lap down. Two laps off the pace, the ninth place car, the Melling Tool Ford Thunderbird for Bill Elliott. Spin, it's Jeff Bodine in turn four, who spins around, and we will get the fourth caution of the evening as Bodine spins his car right down to the track apron. Marcus and D.K. Ulrich collide as they come to the caution flag. Earnhardt will not be able to overlap Neil Bonnet as they come and take the caution. Earnhardt will retain the lead. 
So at lap 274, we're under the fourth caution of the evening. Once again, it's Jeff Bodine, the second and caution he's brought out as he spins at turn four. Ned? And this time, it's the right rear tire as opposed to the right front that they've been having problems with. But the right rear tire lets go this time, spinning him around. So he's on pit road. And everybody else will be coming on pit road once they get slowed down behind the caution car. Well, before we break for commercial, let's take you the rest of the way back through the field before this caution came out. We gave you Bill Elliott in ninth spot. Tenth, three laps off the pace, Morgan Shepard. Eleventh, four laps back is Dick Brooks. Twelfth is Sterling Marlin. Five laps down in 13th, Trevor Boys. In 14th, Jimmy Means. 15th is Terry Labonte. Seven laps off the pace at 16th position is Kyle Petty. Eight laps, now nine laps down is Jeff Bodine. And 10 or more laps back, 18th is J.D. McDuffie. 19th is Richard Petty. 20th is Buddy Arrington. 21st is Steve Gray. 22nd is D.K. Ulrich in relief of Al Elmore. 23rd is Don Satterfield. 24th is Ronnie Thomas. 25th is Joe Rutman. At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Quickly, let's go to Jerry Punch. Standing by with Larry Pollard, crew chief for Richard Petty. Larry reported the car was overheating. What's the status right now? Well, it, it just ran out of water. We, we seem to fill it back up, and now the temperature's staying down. So uh, whether we got a leak or what, we don't know. So we're just going to try to ride it out here and finish up. We're going back to green. Field will be under green when they come out of turn four. Earnhardt's the leader, riding second, Tim Richmond. Third is Walker. Fourth right now is Ricky Rudd. Fifth is Neil Bonnet as they take it back into turn one. And those five cars on the lead lap tied tightly together as they work to the high side of turn number two. On the restart, they all sort themselves out single file. Earnhardt pulls away for the moment by three car lengths over Richmond. Earnhardt got a good restart that time and simply pulled the field by seven or eight car lengths down in the south end, north end of the track. And again, he's pulled away right now from Tim Richmond. And here's Darrell Walker putting a little heat on Richmond for the second spot in turn two. Darrell Waltrip, who now has a nose in front on the total car in front of that of Tim Richmond, is in second spot trying to set sail on Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt up by eight car lengths on Waltrip, who's second, Richmond third. Field out of turn number four, the Wrangler jeans machine of Dale Earnhardt in front, the Pepsi challenger of Darrell Waltrip will try to reel him in. Tim Richmond and the old Milwaukee cars drop back to third as the field works back into turns number one and two. They're beginning to string out a bit. They're stringing out, but of course right now the lead car staying on the low side of the racetrack after this new set of tires and the restart. Everybody working as well as possible as they're in turn three. Bobby Allison a lap down off the lead pace but running right with third place Tim Richmond as they kind of string out here. Neil Bonnet the fourth place car and then Morgan Shepard just moves around Ricky Rudd. Rudd is posted on the lead lap at the moment as they come out of turn two. Bobby Allison still trying to claw his way back towards the point as he's inside of Tim Richmond right now going into turn number three and Bobby's there but again he's still at least a lap down. Allison just trying to hang on right here and get himself unlapped if he can find some way as the circumstances change in this race down toward the end of it with a couple of hundred laps yet to go. As they work off turn number two, Earnhardt is a leader. Waltrip looks him over. 
And I don't, Ned, I don't think you can count Darrell out of this thing at all. Not by any means, Barney. In fact, he's back running strong again. He's gradually inching up on we Dale Earnhardt. We have a Earnhardt. problem. Uh, Kyle Petty is in the wall. Kyle Petty in the wall off turn number two. He rides the retaining wall as your leaders head back to the line. Kyle get, keeps the car under power. We'll take it down on the apron of the track when he gets a shot to get down to the bottom of the racetrack up in turns three. Here he comes down on the apron of the track, and we will remain under green. No caution on the speedway. Kyle Petty will be heading to pit road. Let's go back to Ned. Well, it's a tough night here for the Petty Enterprises uh, organization. Kyle has had his problems. Richard is having his problem as Kyle limps onto pit road. It looks like one of the right side tires is flat on that car. Mike Beam and the rest of the crew out there ready to change them and try to get him back in the action. It's been indeed a frustrating night for both the Petties. Marty, I think the sleeper of the night just might turn out to be Ricky Rudd. Richard Childress and the team with that Piedmont Airlines car, they have not been right up at the lead, but they've always been within sniffing distance of it. And except for the one time when he and Waltrip got together on a restart, it's really the only time we've seen him tonight. But that car has done an excellent job of staying on the lead lap and just might be there in contention when it well, comes down to 10 laps or so. Might be two or three sleepers in the field. Ricky's would certainly be one of them. Neil Bonnick could be the other one, the way he's been running. And don't count Tim Richmond out, for that matter, the way he's been running here also. As the laps work on the board, 286 are being posted to the Bush 420. Leader continues to be the Wrangler jeans machine of Dale Earnhardt. And I know there's a big smile on Earnhardt's face, but more on the team as we're looking down on pit road have been in intently standing on that pit wall with their feet up there watching every lap of their neck swinging around like they're watching a tennis match back and forth as they wind their way around this racetrack and they really have done their homework here and got everything together for Dale Earnhardt. Waltrip six eight car lengths behind rides in the number two spot they're back in turn two. And right now as Waltrip tries to close in on Dale Earnhardt there's a good break back to Bobby Allison who of course is lapsed down and then from Bobby another six or eight car lanes back to Neil Bonnet who is trailed by another ten car lanes by Tim Richmond. So among the leaders, they're stringing out just a bit now. Things have stabilized for the moment. A good pack of traffic now coming out of turn four. Rudd is at the head of it. Morgan Shepard trying to wheel his way around it. Shepard came right off the wall in turn four to move past Ricky Rudd. Rudd will get another chance at him underneath. They're not racing for position, though, as Shepard is a couple of laps down. They come off the corner, and Ricky Rudd just tucks in for the moment behind Morgan Shepard. Doesn't want to punish the car any more than he has to. We've still got a good bit of racing yet to go. Dale Earnhardt told us that to really get the car dialed in here at the Nashville Raceway, you just about have to be perfect. Well, that's what I was talking about just then. If you go to, go to, to, to an extreme one way, you can hurt yourself. So you got to get the car working pretty decent, but not getting too tight. And then you got to drive the car pretty relaxed all night. You can't, you can't go out there and fight the car and drive it like it's the last lap every, every, every lap of the race, or you're not going to be around at the end. Well, he's hanging on right now, doing a heck of a job here. But don't count out Darrell Walter, Tim Richmond, Neil Bonnet, or Ricky Rudd. They're all on that lead lap, and they're all hanging right with the leader, just about the same separation they've had for the last couple of hundred laps. Starting right now, Tim Richmond is not quite as strong as he was just before that caution came out because he was in second place right on Earnhardt's bumper when the green flag waved again. Now he's dropped all the way back to fourth place, and Earnhardt is running away from him. Walter was gaining on Earnhardt, but right now Earnhardt is pulling away from Walter. He's the class of the field at this moment. Well, if he can keep it all hung together here for the rest of the night, he's going to be awfully hard to deal with. But you never know what Darrell and Junior have. I mean, very seldom do they really show everything they've got until the last couple of laps when they really need to pull the cork out. Well, and now that the field's struck out, Barney, there's really no need for Walter Bright to be on Earnhardt's bumper. They are separated by about the third, a length of the straightaway. That's plenty enough room for Darrell to keep him inside, and they can just weave through traffic and let the laps wind down. Waltrip just keeping him inside indeed with 292 on the board. 
had a chance to chat with Waltrip for, a, as we said a little bit earlier, for a lengthy period of time yesterday. And I asked him how he assessed the first half of the season as the 15 races were up just before we went to Daytona. With the exception of Daytona and Talladega, it's been a best year so far we've had. Uh, we had a lot of trouble at Daytona in February. We had bad luck at uh, Talladega, and we didn't run well. We went back to Daytona here in July. So uh, excluding those two racetracks, which are very important to us, Daytona particularly, uh, excluding those two tracks, we've done better this year up to this point than we've done either in 81 or 82. Dale Earnhardt still the leader in the Bush 420 at Nashville, Tennessee. Darrell Walter rides in the number two spot. He's about eight to 15 car lengths behind. And right now, Earnhardt is beginning to pull away just a little bit as the laps go up, up to 303 on the board. Ned is uh, Ned's off on the Marty. He's headed down toward the Dale Earnhardt pit to talk with car owner Bud Moore. We'll get a word with him in just a moment as Earnhardt is having, I would say, Marty, his best race of the year thus far. They've had races where they've been competitive, but not a race where they've taken a segment like this and really dominated the field, have they? Well, that's the thing. No, they really haven't. Uh, as we said at Daytona last uh, couple, two weeks ago in the firecracker race, Earnhardt himself said that's the first time this year that he's felt like the car could, could just stay up there all day long. There have been a lot of races at Talladega and every place else he's been able to get to the front but he didn't feel like he had the stuff just to stay up there all day and be a contender. For the last two races, the car has been there. It's been solid. It's been a Waltrip car or a Bobby Allison car or a Richard Petty car. It's had the capability to be there all day, just a matter of getting a couple of breaks to go your way to win a race. They're long overdue to be in victory lane with that machine. Well, he ran real well at Bristol, but uh, they just didn't run that well long enough to really be a factor in the outcome of the race. Here tonight, it's a different story as he's trying to break Darrell Waltrip's four race string of victories here at Nashville International Raceway his home racetrack and uh, it's not been all that good a season for the Fords per se. Dick Brooks ran well both the Daytona races. Bill Elliott had a real strong first half of the season and uh, Buddy Baker won at Daytona for the Fords but now Earnhardt's getting the job done and let's go down to his pit and Ned Jarrett. Bud Moore standing here on pit wall. Bud, it looks like that Wrangler Gene Ford is really working tonight. We've got the stagger on the tires right and uh, got the chassis adjusted. So, so I think it's running real well right now. A bit of contention to stay like it is, and I think we've got a good shot of winning. Have you done something different this time to try to zero in on Darrell Walterman Jr. Johnson? Well, yes, we've done quite a bit of work with this car. Hoping to come over here. We've seen some changes need to be made. We made them, and uh, the car seems to be working real well. It certainly is doing that. Bud Moore very happy with the performance of the Wrangler Jeans machine and his driver, Dale Earnhardt. As we've said so many times over the years since Dale came into Grand National Racing, I don't think there's a harder driver out there. He can, he's been compared with a, a young Cale Yarborough a few years ago. Uh, Earnhardt has been accused on occasions of driving too hard, overdriving the car, taking chances with the car, but Earnhardt in the last couple of years has pretty well seasoned out to be a pretty smart race driver. He still likes to run at the front. Sometimes he maybe will take a chance that another driver wouldn't to take that lead away from somebody, but nevertheless, in the, the couple of years down the road, I don't think there's going to be a tougher driver on the circuit than Dale Earnhardt. Well, a lot of Cale Yarbrough and a lot of Buddy Baker, and that's not bad company to be in. Let's go back to Ned. Barney, we're with Junior Johnson, Hall of Fame member, who owns the car that Darrell Walker driving. Junior, you don't seem to be quite as dominant tonight as you have been in past races here. Well, we're still playing around with the new rules, and uh, we're sort of on the safe side as far as our engine's concerned, because 
it don't do us no good to keep, you know, go in and do something to blow up the engine and fall out of the race. And it's just uh, something that we're kind of on the same side right now. Well, you're not out of it here by any means tonight. No, we still got a shot at it, but right now Earnhardt looks like he's quite a bit stronger than we are. But uh, you never know what's going to happen in a race. Okay, they're still keeping their eye on what's going on and still know that they got a shot at it. Well, there's still a pretty good ways to go. 312 laps are down. 420 make up the Bush race here at Nashville, Tennessee. Here's Ronnie Thomas in and out of the pits again. And there probably will be one more round of pit stops. Here's the leader back in turn number one, Dale Earnhardt. He's right now put himself about two and a half to three seconds ahead of Darrell Waltrip. The third place car being posted is Neil Bonnet. Fourth right now, Tim Richmond. Fifth is Ricky Rudd. They're all on the lead lap. Back in sixth position is Bobby Allison. Seventh right now is Dave Marcus. Riding along in eighth is Bill Elliott. And his car has not been working to his liking, but he's just nursing it along to get himself the best finish he can here and stay as high in the Winston Cup points as he can. Riding along in the ninth position, Harry Gant in tenth will be Morgan Shepard. Eleventh is Dick Brooks. Twelfth is Jimmy Means. Thirteenth is Trevor Boys. Fourteenth would be Terry Labonte. And in the fifteenth position, they're still indicating Buddy Arrington. Uh, let's make that Kyle Petty who will be in the 15th spot. He is six laps off the pace. Seven laps down will post Sterling Marlin. He's the highest placed rookie right let's now. Let's interrupt for one second, Mike. We're just taking a look at Morgan Shepard's car going by us here. And you might be able to get a better look uh, from your vantage point. He seems to be dragging something behind that automobile right now. Here's Shepard out of the corner, brings it across the start-finish line, and we can see a little something trailing along. It looks like a piece of gray tape, and maybe it's stringing out behind, and he's back in front of Eli Gold. See if you can see what it is. Uh, it looks almost like a hose of some sort, Barney, and I wouldn't be uh, one to speculate, and it's not in anybody's way right now because Morgan has a comfortable margin over the cars trailing behind him, but uh, it just showed up all of a sudden, and I wasn't able to quite identify what the object was. Here he is on pit road in front of Jerry Punch. Well, Barney Morgan brings the car in. It looked like, uh, as Eli Gold mentioned, a piece of a hose. There's some uh, gray tape attached to it. And Robert Harrington and the crew working on the car, they pull it loose, and now Morgan is away about seven seconds, and we'll try to find out what that was. Back. I think, Jerry, I think what the problem was, that it was a uh, uh, air hose that where they run air ducts into the brakes to cool them, and I think that it had come loose. I'm standing by with Butch Mock, one of the crew chiefs on the car that Neil Bonney's driving, who is running third. Butch, you were dominant for a while. Now you're running along in third. Uh, is it just sort of cooling it right now? Well, we're running just about as hard as we can. We had a bad set of tires to stop before, and the car was real loose, and we almost got a lap down. And, uh, Neil's got a blister on his foot. The floorboard of the car is eating up his foot, and he can't drive the car as hard as he'd like to. Well, boy, I'll tell you, we saw Darrell Walter with that problem here two years ago. Really blistered his uh, right foot, and that does hurt when you're out there. Here's Jeff Bodine back in the pits in the Gatorade car. He came in this time before he blew those tires, so it is a change of right side tires for him. Well, I don't think there's been a more frustrated team this year than the Gatorade team of Jeff Bodine. The first part of the season, they did everything you're supposed to do to win races. The luck just flat went against them. And lately, they've had more than their share of mechanical problems and everything else. Jeff told me yesterday that the first half of the season had been both good and bad. A little bit of both. Uh, it's been awful good as far as the way the car's been running. It's been awful bad as far as the way the car's been finishing. And... Uh... That's what we're doing. trying to work on the second half is to get our car to finish. 
At Ally, our vision is to be a relentless ally for your financial well-being. We're committed to doing right by our customers and finding new ways to deliver opportunity, no matter how you define it. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. Just like a driver is better off with a pit crew, we're all better off with an Ally. Save smarter, faster than ever with smart tools in an Ally online savings account. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at Ally.com. Ally. Do it right. 328 laps of the Bush 420 are complete at Nashville, Tennessee. The Wrangler Jeans machine of Dale Earnhardt continues to lead. He has about a five to six second advantage over Darrell Waltrip right now. And Eli Gold over in your end of the speedway in one and two, Earnhardt can run just about any. He looks like the way the Darrell Waltrip car usually works through here. That's exactly the case. When we were here last time, I made in my mind some almost some mental notes as to where exactly Waltrip had been running on the racetrack. And Dale Earnhardt tonight is using virtually the identical groove. And uh, conversely, Waltrip is using the groove that Earnhardt had been using here last time. And that's a good bit higher through the corners. So things are going awfully well on this end of the speedway. Earnhardt's working through traffic well. And the other cars seem to be struggling just a bit. Neil Bonnet's groove has moved considerably higher. Tim Richmond has fallen back off the pace. So for the moment, Earnhardt's got the thing all covered. Well, Richmond has been trying to get underneath. Neil bought it a couple of times around. He can do it coming off the corner. Trouble Here's up in Richard turn Petty, number four. All, Richard Petty almost in the wall. He brings it back down, though, across the racetrack. The right front tire on that car blew. A masterful piece of driving by Richard Petty as he gets it back down out of traffic and onto pit road. Some sheet metal damage done to the right front. Also, the left rear uh, bumper is pulled loose from that car. That happened earlier. So he not only has his overheating problems while he's in, they are going to take this advantage to put a little bit of this opportunity, I should say, to put some water in the car while they change the right side tires. Well, Richard, he said a moment ago he was tired of being the candidate for the Goodies Headache Award, but boy, he sure is one here tonight. It's a good thing they keep a lot of that on the truck. <laughs> it is that. They're working on Petty's car. They'll get him back onto the racetrack. Any chance he had of winning probably went out the window earlier here tonight. He's lost an awful lot of time on pit road, had more than his share of problems. Barney, right there is an indication. Petty has been running very high all night long, right up next to that wall. And there's an indication of how it can help you if you do blow a tire by running that close to it. Now, had he been down on the inside of the racetrack, it would have turned right on him, and he could have hit the wall sort of head on. This way, it just sort of glanced against the wall. It bounced off and brought it right down into the pits, and uh, they'll be able to get him back in the race, even though they're still on pit road working on the car. Petty will be back on the track with the battle everyone is watching right now. Tim Richmond and Neil Bonnet have really been getting with it, and they're right back at it off turn number two. I with Neil Bonnet going much higher through the turns than Richmond is. Richmond tries him on the low side, but again, Neil Bonnet holds him off with some strength on the backstretch. Out of turn number four once again. Richmond has the bottom of the racetrack, but Bonnet has the horsepower groove, the high groove to get off the corner. Richmond looked like he was going to come right up the racetrack to occupy the spot that Bonnet was in, couldn't do it, and they are single file again out of turn two. So Neil Bonnet has, for the moment, won that battle over Tim Richmond. He'll go past Richard Petty, who is back on the speedway after his pit stop of moments ago. Richmond has really given it 150% here tonight. He goes after Bonnet again off the corner, and those two have swapped a little sheet metal and paint. They tag again, coming down the front straightaway as they go back into the number one corner. Richmond's down on the inside. Bonnet's on the outside. He might get him. He does this time. Neil went a little bit too high, a good bit higher than he had the last couple of times, and Tim Richmond just stayed low and gunned the automobile, and he grabs the spot away from Neil Bonnet. Well, it's hot at Nashville, Tennessee, and it's going to get even hotter out there if they keep driving around the racetrack like they have been the last 40 or 
or 50 laps here at Nashville. Back in turn number one, Richmond takes that spot away. Let's see what Bonnet can do with him this time. Nothing right now. Neil Bonnet just pulls in right behind Tim Richmond. They'll go past the Richard Petty automobile on the back straightaway. So for the moment, single file in what had been a battle for third and fourth spot. Well, uh, Bonnet had been the car that was getting through the turn a little better in that high groove. And when you can stay in that high groove, you can jump off the corner better and get a good run down the straightaway. Richmond thought his car was handling a little better, stuck it out in front of Bonnet, and indeed he is pulling away by a couple of car lengths. Now here's Richard Petty under Neil Bonnet, so perhaps Neil's car is not working as well as we might have thought or as well as it might have been. And one thing to add to that, we heard Butch Mock uh, say that Neil has blistered his right foot, and I'll tell you, that's not making it any easier for him out there today if the car has gone away a little bit. And uh, then uh, having that problem with his right foot, it can really be tough on the driver. I know last here's uh, Dick Brooks in the pits for the Chameleon uh, Sunglass people that changed the right side tires on his car. Last Saturday night, I was about to say, my son Dale runs in the Budweiser series of NASCAR, and he blistered his right foot rather severely. As a matter of fact, he had to have it operated on this week. So that's how bad, how much heat comes up through the floorboard on those cars sometimes and uh, can do a lot of damage. Brooks gets his pit stop, comes back out of the track in the Chameleon Sunglasses car. Ned, I, I assume that most of the drivers probably will make one more stop before this is over. Yes, they will, Barney. They could make it as far as gas is concerned, but uh, they're wearing a lot of tires as a result of sliding all over the racetrack the way they're doing here tonight. So I think that we will see them make one more stop at least for tires. So that could be the difference if they make it. Most of the stops tonight, except for unscheduled stops, have been able to get in and out of the pits under the yellow flag, which gives them the luxury of a little extra time to do some things they might need to do on the car. 342 laps are complete at Nashville, Tennessee. Earnhardt's the leader. Walter Bride's along second. In the third position right now, Neil Bonnet, fourth. Tim Richmond. Well, let's reverse that, right? Rather, Richmond would be the third-place car. He took that over a few laps ago. Bonnet would be fourth. And, but right now, Barney, I'd say neither of those cars are working well at all. Richmond is using up every bit of real estate on the track, and so is Neil Bonnet. As they come into turn number three, Richmond has been way up against the wall. There goes Neil right up toward the fence as they come around with 343 laps. About the only car out there that still is working is Dale Earnhardt's Ranger Jeans machine. He's still being able to hang it right to the bottom of the racetrack, coming in the corners and going off the turn and the car is still getting a good bite. You heard Ned say there probably will be one more round of pit stops. That could be the critical move right here. And pit work has played a pretty important part all season long for everybody. Even though the fact that you pit under caution, you still got to get the work done and get back out as quickly as you can. I don't think there's been anybody better at their pit work this year than the Bud Moore team. They have gotten Earnhardt in and off pit road. We were watching him at Daytona a couple of weeks ago. Almost every time that they pitted in a group, Earnhardt was one of the first cars to come back onto the speedway. Neil Bonnet has been lapped by the leader, Dale Earnhardt, so he'll go one lap down. That leaves just three cars on the lead lap. It'll be a shootout between Earnhardt, Waltrip, and Richmond, the way things sort out right now. And, Barney, we see that Ricky Rudd has opened up within three laps. He's opened up about 10 or 12 car lengths on Earnhardt, the leader. Well, uh, there will be no doubt that the, whoever changes tires, I don't think, we'll, if it stays green, it's highly unlikely that any driver would come in and make a four-tire change, but a couple of tires can make the difference. But, Ned, if the caution should come out now and some of the front runners were allowed the luxury of pitting under caution, getting four tires, make a heck of a difference in the way they wind this one up. Oh, no question about it. It would be a real shootout, but now that he has put a lap on that fourth-place car, that would eliminate one of them unless uh, he would be able to get back around and unlap himself, and Neil Bonnet is not running that good right now. And in fact, uh, Earnhardt is closing in on Richmond. He's about uh, three seconds behind him to put a lap on him. That's just an indication of how 
hard Earnhardt is running, and it doesn't look like he's punishing the car right now to do that. The car, as you pointed out, is working so smoothly he can go anywhere he wants to on the racetrack. Here's Neil Bonney coming down pit road right now for his pit stop. Butch Mock, Bob Rahilly, and the rest of the crew ready to go to work. They are changing the right side tires. They'll fill it up with Union 76 gasoline, and that should be the last pit stop for him. We uh, thought they might go a little bit longer than this, but some of those that uh, the tires were getting heated up on figured they'd come in and get those tires changed now and get back out and make a good run for it like Ricky Rudd is doing right now. So Bonnie is down off the jacks and back out in the running. We'll see how long it'll be before the others come in. Ned, one thing on Neil's car, it was reported they had lost their radio communication, so the crew really doesn't have a great way to tell how that car is running and pretty much has to rely on communication with Neil when he comes in for that pit stop. So quite likely that was strictly the driver's decision to come in at that time. I expect that is the case, Mike Joy, because Neil Bonnet knows better than anybody what the, that car feels like out there. And as we pointed out, the car had not been working too well here for the last uh, 30 or 40 laps. Those new tires should help him. There's just about a straightaway separation here at this half mile, a little over half mile facility right now between the leader, Dale Earnhardt, and Darrell Waltrip. Waltrip's had to really thread a needle for the last 10 or 12 laps. He's been caught right in the middle of a heavy pack of traffic, taking no chances with the car. He'll be making his pit stop here very shortly, and we'll try to chase down the leader, Dale Earnhardt. But Earnhardt's car, remarkably, even after all the laps we've run under green, and he has really been getting some good lap times, is still working extremely well. The car's working low on the racetrack. He's getting in and off the corners about as well as you can do here at Nashville, Tennessee. While we still look over in either turn, one and two or three and four, you'll see a bunch of cars running right against the wall. Morgan Shepard's been up there. Terry Labonte's been up there. Richard Petty had been up there all night. And of course, a moment ago that paid off for Richard when that tire let go and he had only a couple of feet before he tagged the wall. Well, Barney, one key to that seems to be uh, what you and Ned spoke of earlier, that Earnhardt is not punishing the car. He is relatively uncontested for the lead. Cars are half a lap or more behind him and he can kind of ease in and out of the corners. And as we talked earlier, that's not only is that the quick way around, it's the easy way around on the race car. And he's not putting the wear on his tires that some of these other drivers are. Well, if you don't strain the car, that, that's what Darrell Walter, if you heard him say, slow down and run quicker. Doesn't doesn't sound like that's the way it works. But in most cases, particularly on a short track, anytime you bind the car up in a corner, and then I guess that's true even on a super speedway. If you put the car in any kind of a bind, you take it there and have to turn it a little bit hard or whatever, you're just going to scrub off speed, and that's all you're going to do. That's exactly right. You not only uh, bind the car up to the point that you put extra strain on the engine, but you definitely put more strain on those tires, which are so critical in NASCAR Winston Cup racing now. And so if the car is working well enough, as Earnhardt is here tonight, that you can run out front, take it easy, pick your way through the traffic, not put that extra strain on the tire, don't have to run it in the corner overly hard, still accelerate hard off the turn, but not do it in a crossways type of manner. You're not having to catch up, and it makes a whale of a difference, and you can continue to, to keep that speed up, where if you're running, uh, having to run awfully hard, dive into the corners hard, put that strain on the tires, first thing you know, you're going to be slowing down and uh, not maintaining a steady speed, and that's the key. If you're a smooth driver on a short track, it will show up in a hurry. A couple of the top contenders in the top five have made their pit stops. Ricky Rudd has been on pit road, so has Neil Bonnet. The other three will be coming in shortly, Dale Earnhardt, Darrell Waltrip, and probably Tim Richmond along with Bobby Allison. Well, a gentleman who's been on the race circuit for the last couple of years, and we've had the pleasure of working with both here at Nashville, Tennessee, and down at, at Bristol, uh, Gary Baker, of course, who had an interest in this racetrack for a pretty good while, and also down at Bristol, Tennessee, now has sold out to Warner Hodgson. But Gary's father is Mr. C.S. Baker, and we're delighted to have you stop by with us. You, I tell you what, I don't know what your age is, Mr. Baker, but if I could keep up with you, I'd be tickled to death. Well, that's no secret. I'm 68 years old. 
love every minute of it, and I sure enjoy my work. Well, I know you hated to see Gary get out of the racing business, but I think if there's any way possible, we're going to see him back in before long. Yes, Gary's a good boy, and he he's missing it. He's a little bit sick. and But anyway, he'll come back somewhere, somehow, and he has a lot of friends in the racing circuit. I wouldn't think that people realize or recognize the work that it takes to put on a race like this and the work that certainly you supervise of all that buildings and grounds outside and the concession stands here. Here you have pretty good hot dogs, too. Yes, sir, we do. We, as I said, I love the work, and we have a good crew of about six men, and we have no problems in getting the work done, and we try to keep it neat, but we have a lot of race fans. I have a lot of friends in the business, and we just want to be a part of it here in Nashville and Bristol just like all others do whatever we do for racing will help the racing in general all over and we're just happy for what little part we can share in it i know you take a lot of pride in your work and that's why we're happy you could take a minute to visit with us that's mr c.s baker and we will see you around the racetrack uh, quite a bit in the future i'm sure and as we were not kidding a minute ago either because he I, i'm serious you see him down in the pits one minute he's up in the stands the next minute and two minutes later he's up in the press box and for a man 68 years old, I cannot believe he gets around like he does. I'll tell you, he's made a friend with me and Jerry Punch of Barney Hall. He built us a nice new booth down here to broadcast out of, put air conditioning in it, and, uh, you know, had all the comforts of comb here almost. Morgan Shepard just came in for a change of right side tires. He's back out in the running. Mr. We Baker is. Go ahead, Jerry. Eli. I was just going to mention that while we were hearing from Mr. Baker, I was just uh, keeping a stopwatch on the interval between Dale Earnhardt and Darrell Waltrip, and it went from 8.60 seconds to 9. 0.68 seconds, so Earnhardt has not uh, taken any of the coal off the fire at all. He's still stretching his interval. Oh, certainly. Well, last year when Darrell Waltrip wore out the field here, a couple of people commented that we had interviewed everybody but the hot dog man. Thought we'd do that tonight. You'd enjoy meeting Mr. Baker. There's still a couple of the top cars waiting to make their final pit stops, and Ned, you had an observation a minute ago. You think Earnhardt might not make another pit stop. He might not, Barney. They had 140 laps to go when they made their last pit stop, and they can go that far on a tank of gas, and... Uh, as smooth as that car is running right now, as we mentioned before, he's not abusing those tires as much as some of the others out there because he's not sliding around the turns. He's getting good traction straight off of the turns, so he might just try to stick it out. I believe that he will let Darrell Waltrip make the first move, and that'll be interesting to see. If Waltrip comes in, then maybe Earnhardt will, but I'm sure that uh, Junior Johnson and Waltrip and them have a similar type of strategy. It'll be interesting to see how it does work. Well, we don't see that much activity in either pit as we look down from the booth here on pit road. Both teams just standing there with their feet propped up on the wall watching the proceedings on the racetrack so for the moment it looks like you may be right they're kind of feeling each other out maybe waiting to see what the other will do 381 laps on the board of the bush 420 here at nashville tennessee morgan shepherd was six laps down he just got one back from leader dale earnhardt so earnhardt is not being too concerned with the running of the race traffic and earnhardt has already won the gillette atra lap leader award that's two thousand dollars to the driver who leads the most laps it's his first atra award since the 1982 world 600 as he runs out ahead of this field, Waltrip, the only other car on the lead lap. Jim Richmond is third a lap down. Fourth is Bobby Allison. Fifth, two laps off the pace now, is Neil Bonnet. In the sixth spot, three laps down is Dave Marcus. Seventh is Bill Elliott. Eighth, four laps back now is Ricky Rudd. Ninth is Harry Gant. Tenth, five laps down is now the Morgan Shepard car. Eleventh, seven laps off the pace is the top independent on the tour this year. That's Jimmy Means. 12th, eight laps back is Trevor Boys. 13th is Terry Labonte. 14th is Dick Brooks. 15th, Sterling Marlin. 16th, 10 or more laps down, Kyle Petty. 
17th, Jeff Bodine. 18th is J.D. McDuffie. And 19th is Richard Petty. In the 20th spot, D.K. Ulrich. 21st is Steve Gray. 22nd is Ronnie Thomas. And 23rd, after a lengthy stay in the garage area, is Joe Rutman. Just about a little better than a half a lap separate first and second position between Dale Earnhardt right now and Darrell Waltrip. And as of yet, still no indication on pit road that either car will be coming in in the next few laps. We're watching both pits for any sign of activity, as we said. The pit crew's just standing there watching what's going on on the racetrack as the laps wind down. 384 are on the board. Barney, one correction on that rundown we've just been handed. Ricky Rudd is but two laps down. He is on the same lap as Neil Bonnet. So quickly, let's just recap that front six for you. It's Earnhardt and Waltrip on the lead lap. One lap back, Tim Richmond and Bobby Allison. Then two laps back, Neil Bonnet and Ricky Rudd is the sixth place car. Well, Allison currently holds a healthy lead of 212 points over the second place in the Winston Cup points chase for the national driving title over Darrell Waltrip. Waltrip is 212 out of first. Third in the standings is Bill Elliott with 2,234 points. He's just 18 out of second place behind Waltrip. He's only 230 behind Allison. It's been a pretty close battle all year long. Fourth is Harry Gant. He's still in pretty good position with 2,221 points. He's not that far out. Richard Petty is fifth. And Petty himself is only 250 points out of first place with still a lot of races left on the Winston Cup season. Sixth would be Neil Bonnet. Seventh is Joe Rutman. Eighth is Terry Labonte. Ricky Rudd is ninth. And tenth is Dale Earnhardt. That is in the Winston Cup point standings. You know, all the way back from seventh to eighth position, there's no more than 30 points separating any one spot. That's, that's just how close and competitive this series has been all year. Well, those positions have switched all season long, almost from week to week. For Bobby Allison, who's going after his first Winston Cup championship, we had a chance to talk with him a little little bit yesterday about how he assessed the first half of the season and from just the racing fans point of view and from myself really watching Allison this year I don't think things could have been any better Bobby oh Barney that's true for the first half of the year uh, this season uh, was a good strong effort by die guard racing and uh, you know the guys really uh, did a great job uh, we we did pretty good on the racetracks we did pretty good in uh, getting ready and everything and it takes all of it and uh, when we uh, were a little bit behind, I think the uh, the teamwork that exists on our team really has helped pull us through. And even though we've only won three, and we would certainly like to win more than three uh, in, that, in a half a season if we could, uh, we've uh, run good week after week after week, and uh, that's what really counts. 24 laps to go here at Nashville, Tennessee in the Bush 420, 396 on, on the board. Number two, Richard Petty tagged the wall coming off the number two corner. He gathers the car back in and chugs down the back straightaway. He's heading towards pit road. It has been a goodies headache night for Richard Petty here at Nashville, Tennessee. He's on the apron of the track over in turn number three, and he'll be back on pit road. No caution on the speedway. 396 on the board as Dale Earnhardt stays right out there, and Ned Jarrett may have predicted right that Earnhardt will indeed go all the way, and if he does, it almost is a necessity for Darrell to do the same thing. Patty has a flat right front tire, just the last in a long litany of problems for that car. And a uh, report from NASCAR at Pit Road, they may have a broken ball joint as well. The hood is going, Larry Pollard's got the hood up. That's where they're going to concentrate their efforts and try to get Richard back in the race and finish up and pick up some Winston Cup points. Well, we're watching on Pit Road to see if there's any activity in Bud Moore's pit. Don't see any there other than just what has been for the last 40 minutes. And nothing going in Darrell Walters' pit. Junior Johnson propped up just watching what's going on on the racetrack. So it looks like they may indeed go the distance unless we should get a caution. 
with 402 laps complete and 18 laps to go here in the Bush 420 at Nashville International Raceway. Dale Earnhardt is in command of the field in the Wrangler Jeans Ford from the shops of Bud Moore on Spartanburg, South Carolina. He is little more than a lap ahead of the man who's dominated this track for the last two years, Darrell Waltrip in the Junior Johnson Pepsi Challenger Chevrolet. Boy, that'll be one happy crew if the Wrangler team win here tonight at Nashville. It's been a long time since they've been in victory lane, and right now, Earnhardt has things going his way. After the good run they had at Daytona a couple of weeks ago in the Firecracker 400, Earnhardt cornered me down in the pits yesterday, and he said, hey, i got to tell you something. Cut your tape recorder on. He said, I want to tell you what I did after Daytona. Morning, we got on the road uh, after Daytona after the race about 1.30 that afternoon and uh, pulled in the driveway about 9 at, at home in uh, Kannapolis and uh, I unloaded the wife and the kids and uh, loaded all my fishing stuff up and went over by Kannapolis and picked up a friend of mine named Ronnie Sellers and uh, went up to Kerr Reservoir up close to Virginia State Line and got up there about 2.30 and just laid down, went to sleep in the van, slept the daylight and got up and went fishing. And uh, we had pretty good luck in two days. Uh, we caught, we brought, brought 17 stripers back home from up there in two days. Or we caught more, but they were small fish. We had to throw them back. To, so uh, we caught a, a boat, you know, 17 fish. You're allowed four a day between you. So uh, we did real good, and it was a real good fishing trip. Uh, Sounds like a fish story to me. Yeah, you sound like he cut the limit down there in case the game warden's listening. But that's what Earnhardt does every time after a race. He unwinds by going fishing for a couple of days. Right now, he may get a chance to unwind for his first win in a long, long time. And the Budmore Wrangler team, he's heading over into turn number three. Looks like he's going to go the distance. 406 laps on the board of the Bush 420. What a night he has had. The car is just after early going, having just a few problems and being back in the pack. Bud and the crew made a couple of adjustments on the car. I think they came here loaded for bear. Well, Neil Bonnet was one of the strongest cars in the racetrack, and Earnhardt has just almost effortlessly put him three laps down and now begins to move away. So just 13 laps to run here at Nashville International Raceway, make it 12 and a half as he'll complete lap 408 as he comes across. This is not the 1983 Thunderbird from the Budmore shops. They saved that car for the Super Speedway. Rather, this is the older, boxier 1982 model that Budmore brings to the short tracks for Earnhardt to wheel around. Yellow in front, blue at the back, and the Wrangler colors in number 15 on the side. 415 laps are on the board, five to go. Dale Earnhardt, the leader at Nashville in the Bush 420. Looks like he might just hang it all together. Here he is across the start-finish line. Doesn't seem to have broken the stride a bit. Still getting some good hard laps. He's off turn two. It's very much a Waltrip-like show for Dale Earnhardt, as we established earlier. And again, I think we should bring back the story I had mentioned quickly earlier in the broadcast when Bobby Allison said, don't be fooled, look out for Earnhardt. He was awfully tough in practice, qualified well, and looks as though Bobby knew what he was talking about. Well, he certainly did, because Earnhardt right now has been the class of the field for more than half of this race here tonight. Hadn't been anybody able to do anything with him, and Tim Richmond was up there, and he had to stuff for a while. They knocked a lot of sheet metal and paint, but Earnhardt is still at the head of the class. 4.17, 3 to go. Took him a long time to get to the front, Barney. Darrell Walter led the first 66 laps, and then Neil Bonnet, Dave Marcus, and Bobby Allison all had a shot at the lead before Earnhardt got to it. Two laps to go for Dale Earnhardt as he wheels that 1982 Ford Thunderbird down into turn one and out of two. And he's staying out of harm's way. He's taking a bit more of an erratic line through the turns now. That is to get around some race traffic. J.D. McDuffie and D.K. Ulrich, but he's not at all punishing the car. One of the top independents this year on the circuit, and for several years for that matter, Jimmy Means on pit road, just getting a little bit of gas. White flag for Dale Earnhardt as he takes it down into turn one. So it's Dale Earnhardt trying to pull in the victory, the first in a long time for the Wrangler Jeans machine. He's off the number two corner. He is free of race traffic. It's all Dale Earnhardt. 
A standing ovation from this sellout crowd at Nashville International Raceway for the first time in a year. Bud Moore's Wrangler Jeans Ford with Dale Earnhardt at the wheel will take the checkered flag, and Earnhardt wins the Bush 420. Darrell Waltrip, half a lap behind him, comes out of the corner looking for second spot. It's the first race he's lost in two and a half years. Here at Nashville, here is Waltrip easing out of the corner, out of four. He'll take the checkered flag for second. Tim Richmond will be third. Bobby Allison, fourth. Neil Bonnet, fifth. And Ricky Rudd, sixth. A very popular win as this crowd came to their feet to give Dale Earnhardt a standing ovation. As he came across to take the checkered flag, he'll be rolling into victory lane and talking with Ned Jarrett in a few moments. Bud Moore and the crew went about 10 feet in the air when he had dropped the checkered on him down there. They were tickled to death. And I think, Ned, as you said, they came here, they did their homework, and there was a lot of speculation about that he might run extremely well here. They've had a lot of smiles on their face all since yesterday afternoon. They felt very good about their chances here, Barney. No question about it. They knew that this racetrack, uh, the pavement is getting worn on it, which had, uh, you know, sort of worked in their favor as it gets slicker and slicker. And the combination of the Ford uh, type engine geared a little bit higher here. It got off the corners real well. And, uh, you know, everything just worked out in their favor. They came here with confidence. Well, Earnhardt went into the night 10th in the Winston Cup point standings. He will move past Ricky Rudd in the ninth position. Earnhardt gets 175 points to win, five for leading a lap, and five for winning the Gillette Atra Award, leading the most laps. It might just be enough to catch eighth place Terry Labonte in the Winston Cup Point Parade. So a fine run for Earnhardt tonight. He led the most laps, wins the race, and breaks a four-race, two-year stranglehold on this racetrack, held by Junior Johnson, Darrell Waltrip, and the Pepsi Challenger team. Well, he'll be rolling into victory lane here very shortly, and he will join quite a few of the drivers who have been in victory lane this year. Darrell Waltrip with four wins once he got cranked in after his problem at Daytona. And, of course, he hasn't won since Bristol back in the middle of May. He has finished in the top five. Single wins have gone to Harry Gannett at Darlington, Ricky Rudd at Riverside, Neil Bonnet at Charlotte, Buddy Baker at July 4th for the Firecracker race. Of course, Cale Yarborough's won three times, and Earnhardt joins the list of winners in 1983. And for Dale, it breaks a 39-race drought since he's been to Victory Lane, according to NASCAR PR. It's been 39 races since he's driven to Victory Lane. One fellow who didn't make Victory Lane tonight, but he'll get... $500 for his trouble from goodies. They're pushing that Gatorade Pontiac back to the garage. And what a tough night it's been for Jeff Bodine of Shemung, New York. Goodies will help cure his headache, and that $500 will help as well. Well, they're checking the car over, and apparently they will do that before they go to Victory Lane. So back at Nashville International Raceway, let's check into Victory Lane with Ned. Well, we are here, Barney, waiting for that Wrangler Jeans Ford, and one fellow who is very happy here is uh, Dave Fulton, the manager of team manager for the Wrangler Group. Dave, congratulations on that win, first one in 39 races. Thank you, Ned. It had been quite a while, and what better place to win than the Bush Nashville 420? Well, I think it's, uh, that Dale Earnhardt was the last driver to win here since Darrell Walter but went on his streak, and uh, so very fitting here again tonight. One heck of a race. Thank you, Ned. Well, he's standing here with a couple of cups of water waiting on Dale Earnhardt to come here. He knows that he's going to be thirsty, and as soon as he gets here, we'll have a, an interview with the winner who was looking around for Bud Moore, but I'm sure that he's over there where they are running that uh, inspection on the car. Here comes Bud into victory lane right now, and the car will be on its way here uh, shortly. Bud, congratulations on a fine win here tonight. Yeah, Ned, we're really proud. Uh, Dale really drove a real good race, and we finally got the car dialed in uh, about the middle waves of the race, and uh, the car just worked real miraculous all the way. Now, Barney Hall and I were talking back and forth a little bit when he and Tim Richmond were really going at it out there. Were you talking to him on the radio, saying anything to him? Well, uh, the only thing I told him, I said, watch Richmond back there. He said he had his eye on him, so he wasn't worried about him. But uh, I don't, didn't particularly like a few things was going on, but it turned out all right. 
we were speculating as to whether you might stop again. We felt you could make it as far as gas was concerned, but we didn't know about the tires, but uh, you didn't seem to be punishing it that much. Well, when it got down to about uh, 25 laps ago, we had a 14-second lead on Darrell, so I told him to serve, save all the gas he could and be easy on that gas pedal because I knew it was going to be close. And, uh, you know, we ran out over at Bristol one night, 155 laps, so we had 148 laps to run here, and so it just happened it made it. But if Darrell had stopped, you then probably would have? If he'd have stopped, then I guess we'd have, we'd have come in and topped some off, too. Well, that's Bud Moore, the owner and the crew chief on the Wrangler Jeans Ford, and that Wrangler Jeans Ford is headed to Victor Lane. We'll be back with the driver right in a moment. Ricky Rudd has been awarded fifth place. Morris Metcalf, chief scorer, noted that Rudd had passed Neil Bonnet on the last lap in the run to the checkered flag, so although finishing three laps down, Rudd would get the fifth spot, and Neil Bonnet would finish in the sixth position. Real quickly, let's go to Eli Gold in the backstretch for his nomination on the Timex Timeliest Move of the Race Award. Eli? Well, Mike, as far as one individual action on the racetrack, there was a get-together early in the race. Ricky Rudd and Darrell Waltrip found themselves in tight quarters. Waltrip uh, was having to maneuver through traffic and a move that could have taken out the whole field, but he gathered the car in, he kept it straight, a great piece of driving, and uh, for that, I'll nominate Darrell Waltrip. Okay, while the rest of you gather your thoughts, Dale Earnhardt has crawled out of this Wrangler Jeans Ford, first time in Victor Lane in about 15 months. Dale, our congratulations. Thank you, Ned. I'd like to thank Bud Moore and the team. They did a super job, and uh, Wrangler, our sponsor, Goodyear, Union 76, everybody's involved, Winston, you know, everybody did a good job up here, and the car worked super. It was a little bit off at the first, but we kept adjusting for the racetrack, and uh, it cooled off a little bit, and the car got to work a little better. So, uh, you know, it worked out in the end. Dale, when you say that the, that the car was a little off and you made adjustments, for the fans listening that might not know what you do in a case like that, what did they do? Well, we just had a little bite and changed the tire stack around, and it made the car work a little better. The car wouldn't run up high. I had to run low, and uh, we had to adjust the car where it would run down there. Well, Dale, I believe you were the last driver to win here. Uh, other than Daryl Waltrip, so that has to make you feel particularly good again. Yeah, it does. I'm glad we, you know, come back and beat him. Uh, Daryl run a real good race, and uh, they run second. Uh, you know, he's just a little off tonight, I reckon. You look like that you're uh, in real good shape. You're a little hot, but don't, don't seem to be overly hot, as even as warm as it is out here tonight. Now, I've been taking pretty good care of myself lately. I got ready for uh, Daytona. You know, it was real hot down there, and uh, I've just stayed in pretty good shape all summer. Well, here's Michael Palmer, the senior product manager for Bush Beer, for his congratulations. Dale, congratulations on a wonderful race. The Bush 420 is a real difficult race because of the heat and the short track, but we congratulate you on being a true champion and a great winner. Thank you. You know, Bush has done a lot for the sport. I wish he could have won the pole, but I'm, I'm happy to win the race. Those are the thoughts for Victory Lane. Barney, I'd have to echo Darrell Waltrip as the choice for the Timex Timeliest Move of the Race Award. Waltrip's move when he was about 30 degrees sideways in the backstretch to keep that car in line and keep the field uh, all formed up behind him was a, was a neat one. Well, there was a couple of times he did that. The car got out of shape when they were tangling and beating and banging back and forth out there, and it could have been a, an accident. We're taking out four or five cars. I think I'll give my vote to Darrell. So Barney, we'll, you talk about some of the timely moves. Uh, I'm standing with uh, Tim Richmond that finished third. Uh, Tim, uh, you made some very unique moves uh, when you lost that lap early on to try to get back in this race and you came home with a good third place finish uh, you got to feel good about uh, first of all there was a little bit of wild driving out there trying to get back through that uh, traffic well it was you know we we got a lap down early we had uh, some star, uh, stagger problems with the tires then we got it right and made the lap up and and then had everything going right you know dale and i had a good race going there and by, by the way dale i want to congratulate you wherever you're at i know where you're at you're in Richard lane but anyway uh then that last stop we got we just plain got a not a bad set of tires. We just kind of changed the stag around, and it wasn't right, and that's what cost us 
Uh, I don't know if it cost us the race, but it cost us uh, maybe a second or maybe a first. I don't know. Marty Hall was talking earlier tonight about the fans being on their feet a good bit of the night. Uh, this short track Saturday night, uh, fender banging door-to-door, uh, -door, bumper exchanging of sheet metal. Uh, that's what racing's all about on NASCAR short tracks. Well, it is, and, you know, uh, usually there's some guy, that, you know, Daryl runs away with this thing, and but this time, uh, you know, he got beat or maybe he beat himself. I don't know, but he did a good job finishing second, but there was some really good racing. I watched some of it from where I was at out there, uh, some other guys that were racing in. I think it was a really good show put on uh, by us for the fans, and you know and that's what we're here for to, to do that. And now, if, you know, if everybody go drink in Old Milwaukee, I'd appreciate it for not only the, what I did, but everybody else that raced out here. That's Tim Richmond. We'll try to get a comment from Daryl Waltrip in just a moment. We'll get back to you for that. We'll award that $300 Timex Timeliest Move of the Race Award to Daryl Waltrip, the runner-up tonight, for that move on the back straightaway. It's time for the STP World Racing Scoreboard with racing results and news from America and around the world. World Racing Scoreboard is brought to you by STP Son of a Gun Protector. It protects, beautifies, and restores vinyl, rubber, and leather. Barney Hall has the unofficial finish of tonight's Nashville Bush 420. Well, congratulations again to the Wrangler team of Dale Earnhardt winning his first race in a 39 drought. So Earnhardt was in victory lane, chatting with Ned Jarrett right now. Finishing second, Darrell Waltrip, third position, going to Tim Richmond. Good run for Richmond here tonight, despite the fact that uh, he really had his work cut out for him. Had to really, really drive his heart out all night. Comes home in third spot. Fourth to Bobby Allison, fifth to Ricky Rudd, sixth going to Neil Bonnet, seventh to Bill Elliott, the eighth position, Dave Marcus. Good run for Marcus here tonight. Finishing in ninth position, Harry Gant, tenth spot, going to Morgan Shepard. Finishing 11th, Jimmy Means, good finish for him. Finishing in 12th position, Terry Labonte, 13th to Trevor Boys, 14th position to Dick Brooks. In 15th spot, one of the champion spark plug rookie contenders who's really having a whale of a year on the Winston Cup circuit will be Sterling Marlin. 16th position to Jeff Bodine. Talk about a headache tonight. Boy, did he have a goodies headache every time he turned around. Finishing 17th, J.D. McDuffie, 18th to the 7-Eleven car of Kyle Petty. Finishing 19th, Richard Petty. Finishing in 20th spot, would be Al Elmore who started that car. 21st to Steve Gray, 22nd to Ronnie Thomas, 23rd to Joe Rutman. The 24th position going to Buddy Arrington, 25th to Don Satterfield, finishing 26th, Darrell Sage, 27th to Ron Bouchard who started on the pole. He had good run in the early going, but had some problems to put him far back in the field. Finishing 28th, Tommy Gale, 29th position going to James Walker and finishing 30th, DK Aldrich. Four caution flags in the event for Tommy Gale's blown engine on the 84th lap when Jeff Bodine hit the wall on the 115th, on lap 170 when Kyle Petty hit the wall in turn one, and again on lap 274 when the 88 car of Jeff Bodine found its way into the wall in turn four. Let's go down to the garage area, see if Jerry Punch has been able to catch up with Darrell Waltrip. Well, Mike, we're still in the garage. They're putting the Pepsi Challenger car. They had to, All the cars had to go across the scales, of course, for the post-race inspection. We're trying to catch up with Darrell in just a moment. We'll get back to you in a minute. Well, we'll head off for Pocono next week for the Light Cola 500. Right now, let's go back to the garage, see if we can get a... Jerry Pudge can get a quick word with Darrell Waltrip. He's His string of victories broken here at Nashville tonight, but a fine run nevertheless. Jerry? Mike, I chatted briefly with Darrell. He was still uh, really trying to recuperate. I, I just talked to him a moment. He said he really didn't want to chat right now, but uh, uh, he gave me a big smile and said uh, we gave it our best shot. And like Junior said, uh, we ran well tonight. And Junior, Junior Johnson told Ned Jarrett during the broadcast that... Uh, that uh, we just, uh, Earnhardt ran us a little bit better, but uh, I'm sure uh, the competitiveness of Darrell Waltrip, he'll be back, and uh, and he's a super competitor, and right now he's just trying to catch his breath, and uh, and we'll see what happens at Pocono. 
Well, if the second half of the Winston Cup season is anything like the first, it's going to be a dandy finish to the year in 1983. Again, Dale Earnhardt coming off a 39-race losing streak and putting it in victory lane in the Wrangler Jeans machine. And going to Pocono next week, that's one of his better tracks. He runs awfully, awfully tough up there, but so do a dozen other drivers. Well, it is, Barney. Of course, it's a lot like a short track. It just has real long straightaways, the way that track is configured. Waltrip didn't take a big bite out of Bobby Allison's Winston Cup point lead from 212. Allison's lead shrinks to 202 championship points. Bill Elliott still third. Harry Gant is fourth. Neil Bonnet will pick up a spot, perhaps on Richard Petty, when the tally is in midweek. You can watch for that in your newspaper. As we head for Pocono and the Light Cola 500 a week from tomorrow. A week from today at Pocono, the, the Quaker State 150 for the ARCA cars. Another ARCA NASCAR doubleheader two weeks from this weekend on Saturday at Talladega, July 30th. You'll see the ARCA 200. And on Sunday, of course, the Talladega 500, NASCAR's most unpredictable race. So a lot of good Winston Cup racing coming up as the month of July continues. Try to get to one of those racetracks if you have the chance, or certainly... Give a call to your local radio station to make sure that they're tuned in to Motor Racing Network. We'd like to say a special thanks to Louise Frazier and Patty Jarrett and Gail Connor for providing our scoring services tonight here at Nashville for the Bush 420. And, of course, a good job with Eli Gold uh, over in turns one and two here this evening. And it's kind of warm out there for Ned. And, of course, Ned had air conditioning tonight. And they'll kind of switch that around next week. Maybe they'll be inside and be a little bit cooler at Pocono. Let's hope so. Thanks to Jim Norton, one of our pit runners, along with the rest of the folks that helped out on the broadcast tonight. Our congratulations to Dale Earnhardt who breaks a 39-race losing streak by winning the Bush 420, and we'll talk to you next Sunday, a week from tomorrow, from the Light Cola 500 at Pocono. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.